Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome back into our multiverse. You back. So are we. Another week in the NFL is in the books. The NBA has kicked off its season. Pro wrestling going on its always. MCU, you know, got it got stuff to cover, I believe. I, I don't remember. <laughs> I'll we'll get there when we get there. We'll do some in the open. But yeah. Let's, what are we going to talk about first? Well, just in the news. In the news. Uh, Seahawks coming off of another win. They're coming off of a win against the Arizona Cardinals. We were back in Seattle. Took them down 19-9. to And a surprisingly strong game from the defense this week. Yeah, it was good to see. Hopefully we can see more of that. Yes. You know, they they made adjustments. And something that I heard was that they were trying to let the play... I found this to be kind of funny. They were trying to let them be more instinctual. And guys like uh, Daryl Taylor were having problems with that. (laughs) And that's why he was not doing well. So they kind of went back to some of just base stuff. Mm -hmm. And... Oh, look at that. It worked. And I'm like, huh, that's that's weird because it's not like you're dealing with like a ton of superstars and you're dealing with a lot of young players. Now, I mean, letting people play off instincts is great, but it should be guys that know what they're doing. Like, yeah. I wanted them to let B-Wags play off I was going to say, yeah, that's like what you do when time. Bobby's here. Yeah, and, you know, when you had the Legion and all that. Now, yeah. they're going to grow and then you can, you can do that. But I think you start with, you know having a base set and this is what you're going to do in these formations and then as the season goes on you allow them to play with more freedom yep and you know some guys are going to go off script anyways and that also explains Rosu and how sometimes I was like look I know everybody's talking about how great he's playing but he's not playing as great as everybody thinks because he gets out of position on a lot of plays and part of it was because they would play he was playing off instinct and he was doing the wrong thing like sorry yeah. but a lot of times he was other than the pressures that he was making but how many good, really good pass rush how many times us. on some of those pressures but yeah should he maybe not have done that and drop back you know you know whatever but this week it just looked good enough granted Arizona went for how many fourth down tries when they could have kicked field goals or they yeah. could have done whatever. They did not trust their uh, other kicker without Matt Prater there. Yeah, so... And then, then they picked up a different guy. They picked up Rodrigo afterwards. Yeah, amongst he, other and he people. Pretty good for him. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's funny. It's hard to determine if they... If defensively they're they've turned a corner of any kind yeah like you got it's like it's nice but you're also like okay how long is this gonna last yeah because even this week against the chargers i'm not gonna be like over i mean look i want them to destroy him and i want it to be yes like but you know but you look out or something crazy you look at their offense you're like oh boy this could not even that just seattle's defense i'm not gonna be surprised if they go back a little bit yeah just don't give up you know over 400 yards and 30 points. If you don't do that to me, I'm like, you've done you've done a decent job. Which should be enough. With some of these, you know, because there are guys that you know, on the team that they're they're good, but they're not anything special. And there's so many young guys that are still developing. And once they do, 
they'll pick up the slack for because I mean every defense, every team has that. You have guys that they're just they're good at their one thing, and that's great. Yeah, they can take up blocks or they, you know, they're good in the run or whatever it is, but they're not great. But we have like a lot of those guys, especially on the defensive line. But if you've got everybody else improving and getting better, especially in that second secondary, then you know that'll help that. That D-line gives them a little bit more time to get to the quarterback or whatever it is. So, we'll see if we've got true improvement or not. Hopefully so, but, you know, they're going to have to be put to the test a little bit more. Yeah, and it was nice to see them, you know, win when Geno didn't play. Like, lights out. Yeah, at this crazy pace that he had. Yeah, he wasn't throwing for 300 yards and just like flinging it around like he was like against the Saints. Didn't have any touchdowns but he didn't have any turnovers either. Yeah it was like he was keeping you know uh, good control of the ball he wasn't giving it to the other team it just wasn't you know anything too wild or anything he just it was just an okay game you know Yeah. game managing those games are gonna happen that's the the thing that cracks me up they're gonna happen that people tend to get so mad when, I mean, well, I guess I understand it. A win is a win, but some just look like really ugly, and I didn't think this one looked really ugly. I just thought well, a win's not a win for Elijah Moore, though. <laughs> don't tell him that. Yeah, don't tell him that. Talk talk about that later. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, for us this year, again, there's not going to be too much complaining. Just. There'll be some criticism and stuff, but I'm not, you know, I don't think we're going to cry about too much stuff this year. It's just, no. we're happy that the Hawks are 3-3 three and three and looking like they're going to be in the mix throughout the whole season. Yeah. That's pretty cool. And we got these young guys stepping up immediately in their first seasons, you know, on the defense. We're talking back to them, you know, Tariq Woolen, NFC Defensive Player of the Week honors. After getting another pick, another fumble recovery. Yeah, I seen before the game, and it was a few days before. It might have been like even last week. People were putting on Twitter, like one person put a post about who's the best young corner or that you would build your team around. Yeah. And it had pictures of like four guys, none of them woolen. And then another, like a couple days later, I saw one just who's the best of these young corners. And again, no picture of Woolen. It's just, you know, Sauce, and it's Sertain, and it's, you know... Uh, Sertain. Can't remember the other the other two exactly, but I just know one Woolen, and I'm thinking, are you guys not paying attention to what he's doing, or you just don't care because he wasn't some first-round, highly sought-after guy that everybody knew about? It doesn't matter. What is he doing? Yeah. He's you know, going off! He's impressing everyone, but, of course these people with these turtles yeah <laughs> but yeah no, congrats to him well deserved and i think he's gonna get you know a few more of those <laughs> oh yeah throughout his career among other things and then he's got his running mate and with the defensive backs and kobe bryant who's just forcing fumbles for days yeah there was like i said there was that tweet i saw about him being like the first rookie since i mean forever to force that many fumbles in his, you know, let's see if I can find it real quick. 
Of course not. I, I type his name in and oh, what is this it? He's the first NFL player with four forced fumbles in his first six career games since the stat began getting tracked. That was it. Wow. But that, uh, actually, that's not as impressive as I, as I thought, because it says that was in 2000. I'm like, oh, oh yeah. <laughs> I thought when people first put it, it didn't have the year on it. Oh. And so I was like, oh, wow, that's awesome. And then it's like 2000. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, forget everything I just said. <laughs> I wasn't I'm, even born yet. I'm not as impressed. <laughs> no, it's still cool. I'm still impressed. Still doing something that hadn't been done. In 20-something years. Yeah. That's a pretty big deal. Yeah. And then, obviously, over on the offensive side, you got Kenneth Walker, who's taken that running back one spot and will run it with it. I mean, kind of what he has to do. Looking looking pretty dang good, that's for sure. Yeah, he he looks like a beast. He can... His... I I like his style a lot. And I also... It's... Well, he's shifty, but he also has power. And just good balance. Like, that one run that he got the first down on where, like, it looked like he was stopped maybe after, like, two or three yards, and then he escaped. I was like, how did he... How did he escape that? And then you're just... And then you're thinking, man, that guy just barely got him at the I know. End. Like, that could have been a touchdown, too. Like, and that would oh have my been gosh. Just on the highlight reels. And, and still gonna be, but it would have been on, like, all the NFL highlights for the entire season. Yeah. For the rest of the year. But, yeah, I mean... Like, he is, and he's got good patience. You know, if he sees something's not there, he's not going to try to force it and just run into a wall. <laughs> and that one play, when I was telling you, like, he was showing a lot of patience, um, somebody, well, there were a few, but there was one in particular where he just kind of stood there for a long time. Yeah. And uh, I think it was uh, Duger, Michael... Oh, Sean Dugar, is that his name? I think I know who you're talking uh, about. He put like I don't. I, he put a thing about you know how many yards he got on there. I can't remember exactly how he phrased it, but he phrased it in a way that it was it was almost like a question. And so somebody said, "Are you saying that like this? Or are you saying like how many yards could he have gotten had he just ran?" And he was like, and he just said, "Yes." <laughs> Great analysis. And I thought, no, that is true. Like, there's a part of you when you watch that particular one that you're like, if he would have just ran, he would have got more than a couple yards. I mean, it it wouldn't have been a big run, but his patience, he still got a couple yards, but he was that patient because he could be, and he was trying to break the big one, which with a young guy, you know, that's that thing that you kind of got to get out of your system. Yeah. You know, I mean, look, maybe he is Barry Sanders-esque, you know, and he can do that type of thing. But that's not a thing that most running backs, you don't really want them to get in the habit of doing that. You yeah. want to just hit the hole, go. Like You can have a little bit of patience, but on that particular one, I mean, he, he literally just was standing there. <laughs> and he was just kind of like, which way am I going to go? Which way am I going to go? I'm like, oh, that's some great blocking. Yeah. But you could just stand there, but there, was, there wasn't a hole necessarily. But yeah. I can't wait to see more of him. But yeah, good stuff. Still had some uh, special teams woes carrying over from the <laughs> Saints game and the punting unit, but luckily it didn't cost us anything. It was the only way they got a touchdown. Yeah, and so. I mean, 
I think the special teams is gonna obviously clean some of this stuff up. But, yeah. But at the same time, you think other teams are going to try to do things because they're like, look, they've had. Because remember, Lockett fumbled earlier yeah, in the season. I remember. Was that. it the Niners game? Uh, no. No Lions game. Lions game. Yep, it was the Lions game. And then you know that's a, that was a special team. Yep. And then you had the two Dixon ones in back-to-back weeks, and so other teams, you know, they're gonna say, "Oh, there's an opportunity here. We're plays. What can we do? What can we do?" And so, and actually, Lockett had more than one fumble because that it wasn't a fumble, but didn't he get? Uh, no, it was the San Francisco game. Somebody got pushed into him, I believe. We just didn't see it. There, oh yeah. There was a game that somebody, one of the guys, got pushed into him. So that's four different plays on special teams already in this season that you're like, man, there's teams got to be looking for opportunity to, you know, get turnovers, get you know, yeah. get points against our special teams. So that really needs to get cleaned up. But other than that, you know, again, we're three and three. So it's fine. <laughs> we're victorious. We're three and three. We got the Chargers next, so that's a win. <laughs> that's a dub. <laughs> so, yeah, NBA started. NBA season is underway. You got game winners already. You got... Well, yeah, people are going to win games. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you meant. <laughs> I, see, I see what you did. You got the, the poster dunks coming that, in already. That, that, that doesn't count. And I, there was another one in that game that was pretty nice. Okay. You got Jalen. Jalen Duran. The Lakers shooting 19 of 85 from three-point <laughs> land in their first two games. Why do they think they can shoot that many threes? Why are it's they so shooting, weird. Why are they shooting 42 and a half three-pointers per game? Yeah. And it's people are going to say, so well, that's weird. the NBA now. But they're not built for that. It's, it doesn't matter. If you're not built for it, you're not built for it. Play to your strengths. Jeez, just and it was like, and you you just you would just figure you're like okay they're clearly rolling with this, and they got a new coach in and everything so I should probably change it up right no no they they either need to switch it up now because you know, obviously it's still the beginning or they just they just need to make a trade or something they need to get some guys but I did, even if they make a trade they're gonna do something stupid. Like, they're going to trade away, like, Russ, because that's, you know, what everybody says yeah. they should trade, right? So they're going to trade him, but they're not going to get anybody back that actually helps them. They're going to get somebody who's, I'm not going to say like Russ, but just not a three-point shooter. It's like literally get three-point shooters. It, it drives me insane. I don't, I don't get it. I, I don't want to talk That's about bizarre. It. <laughs> it's hurting my brain. Yeah, do you see Brandon Ingram's new new look? I didn't. Oh, but man. I do have something to add about Brandon Ingram when you're finished. Yeah, he's got a whole like afro thing going on. His hair and facial hair, he just let it grow out. He looks like a character from like a street ball game. Nice. That's probably why he did it. It was like street ball. Did yeah. you see that um, video package that somebody made on Twitter where it's Kobe doing moves and then it's Brandon Ingram doing them and they're like identical? It's actually pretty crazy. You know, I'm not, you know, we're not Kobe fans here, but when you see, so I didn't really even think about the fact that he kind of his game is similar. I just like Brandon Ingram. I, I 
But then, now granted, people will be like, he's not, he's not Kobe. Like, that's what everybody's doing in the comments. And people are like, calm down. That's not it, what that, that's it, saying. That's, it, it's just talking. Yeah. Nobody's yeah. saying, he's exactly like Kobe. And he's better than him. Like, that's, he was just showing how he, I mean, it's literally like, it's a drive down the baseline between two, def- or it, down the lane between two defenders. And then Brandon Ingram does it. And it looks exactly the same. It's crazy. You, you need to look at, look it up there. Fadeaway shots. I, I didn't even watch the whole thing. And I was like. Because, you know, I don't like Kobe, so I pretty much don't watch anything with yeah. him in it. But I watched long enough to where I was like, that's crazy. Like, who made this video? Like, this is insane. And then I went to the comments, and then everybody was getting all They're mad. And I'm out. like, what is wrong with you guys? Like, that was cool. Like, there, th- Those are Lakers fans mad that he, it didn't work out with well, them Well, that was what a couple people were like, we traded away the future. And I'm like, I could not believe they wouldn't trade Kuzma, but they traded <laughs> Brandon Ingram. Like, you know... I, I remember you that. You know I hate the Lakers, but I love Brandon Ingram because he's a dookie. And I could not understand the hate he was getting because he wasn't so amazing right off the bat. Yeah, he wasn't immediately scoring like, 25. Give him time. Give him a minute. He's adjusting. But they're like, everybody. And the same Laker fans that are like, I can't believe we did this. You guys were the ones all loving Kuzma. You know, he Kuzma was fine. He's a good player. Solid. Yeah. He did not have that great potential and he doesn't have the mindset either no he's just a really solid player which is absolutely fine and you the do ex- need those the expectations for them it was like it was just i was just just because like that kind of had an influence on certain things people placed those expectations on brandon Ager because he was a projected yeah what pick was he he was he was like two i think okay, i think he was two yeah like he was projected there and he was Maybe some people would say number one pick coming out of the draft, and he's the next this and that. While Kuzma was like, I think he was a second round pick. Yeah, he was the second overall pick. Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. And so, it doesn't because like, no one. It doesn't I'm, I'm just saying that's how they. Per. Yeah, I mean. Perceived I, it, and he comes out as a second round pick and did what he did, and they were like. Oh, he's better. He's got more dog in him. And yeah. I'm like, you guys are idiots. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and it was un- and, it was unfair. But, but then I, oh, and I do this. Look, I'm, I'm going after your boy again. And I don't do this because I hate LeBron. I actually think LeBron's amazing. Yeah. But his basketball intellect is not as good as he would like everybody to believe. And some people say, and I'm going to say this for numerous reasons. One, the whole three-point shooting thing that they're doing when they don't have that team. Two, the fact that he doesn't like to play with young players ever. And, I mean, he really hasn't liked to play with young players for, like, the more than a decade. And there's been so many times where if he just played with these guys for a few years, he would have been better off. Wiggins. Now, I know they won a title, so you could say, well, how do you know you're going to win the title with Wiggins? I think they would have been better with Wiggins than with Love. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, obviously, L.A., you know, why... Why didn't he step in and be like, no, I need him on my team? Think about how much better he's going to be with me me and Ingram. Oh, yeah, no, that's who I need. Yeah. No, he just, no, it's fine. But, yeah, Kuzma. Like, what are, you, what are you doing? What are you doing? Like, I don't understand it. Like, you, I, yeah. And then, you know, the, the fact that he'll. Because these young players aren't his sons. so Huge situations where he'll pass the ball to guys where you're like, that guy ain't gonna make the shot. What are you doing? Like things like that. Like I get your mindset in a way, but 
part of the reason why you don't have championships, as many championships as you want, is because of you. <laughs> like, why did you go to LA? People, again, people say, well, he's got a championship. Don't get me started on his friggin' bubble championship. It counts. Not saying it doesn't, but it was cheap. And everybody knows it. Even you. <laughs> it counts, though. Uh, it does. It counts. So I don't care. Yeah. And like I said, he's not, he's not winning another one. But all he's playing... I would have said the same thing whoever won. He doesn't need to. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Especially, especially a team that had really been struggling or had some like yeah, injury like the Lakers. issues or something like that. Then, yeah, because they got all that time to heal. And it's like, well, there's no way that would happen if the season... Exactly. So we would have said the same thing. But, uh... Yeah, I mean, and he doesn't need to do anything else. It's He doesn't need to win any more championships. All he's going to do is play to break records and play with his son or sons. You know, so he might... Now, so kind of, he might play with Bryce. Then that's fine. Look... I'm like, he's got to be the top Brady of the NBA. That's amazing. And, and, and if he's still a good player at the time, like, like, that'd be amazing. You know, but just when I watch them and how bad that they are right now and, and how they play it just baffles my mind and it makes me angry <laughs> like, and I'm like I want to like you stop making me mad <laughs> you know <laughs> play differently play it don't you know what you should be doing cause that's not it so yeah anyway oh but yeah NB- NBA's back Woo! it's fantastic I'm, I'm sure you definitely feel that way no I know. <laughs> did, did we ever talk about that on the pod? How I was talking about, uh, you know, the Sonics. What we, where everybody just knows. I'm not on here. I don't think you brought it up. Everybody on here. knows that the Sonics are gonna come back soon. You know that it's yeah. gonna be announced. Like we're, everybody's so positive, and so I was thinking about it this one day, and I'm just like, oh, that's gonna be cool. You know, I can't wait to take you to a couple Sonics games, and then I'm like, how long before I just get so like over it because I. Because NBA basketball right now drives me crazy. Like, I'll be so excited that Sonics will be back. But how much, how long is it going to take? Like, I'll, initially, I'll be like, every game, every game, it's on. Boom, we're on Root Sports, whatever yeah. station they're going to be on. But how long before I'm like, I can't watch this? Or am I just always distracted with something else because the way the game is right now just drives me crazy? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't think it'll be long. It oh, won't be a problem for me. One other thing. Did you see it the other day where I think Nick Young and who was the other player? Uh-oh. Was it JR? I think it was. I think it was. Nick Young and JR Smith are, are telling everybody that the NBA today, everybody today plays like they used to play and everybody used to criticize them. And I'm like, they do. And that's why I hate it. Because it was <laughs> garbage then and it's garbage now. <laughs> it drives me crazy. That is kind of funny, to be honest. It is. Like, when you think honestly, about it. you can think about a lot of guys and be like, yeah. Yeah. Man. Like, why are you doing that? You shouldn't be doing that. Well, that's the NBA today. He still shouldn't be doing it. Like, why does that excuse it? No, it's fine. It's the NBA today. Like, what? <sighs> Drives me crazy. Anyway. Let's see if there's any MC stuff to talk about. Let's find Shall out. Shall we? The Marvel <laughs> Cinematic Universe. <laughs> Got, you know another series now we're just what but black panther's next right that's yeah next up 
Sweet. Right around the corner. Thank goodness. I think there. It needs it. Might have been a new trailer, but I didn't watch it. Unfortunately, I just now remember. I don't know if there was a new trailer or there were just stills from something that showed. I mean, everybody knows it, Shuri, in the Black Panther yeah, yeah. costume, which is pretty cool, and some more of Neymar. But um, Soccer I part? guess the only other thing. Other than that is, I heard that, well, I don't really think this is news, it's like, Florence Pugh is reportedly set to appear in another upcoming MC movie in addition to Thunderbolts, and I'm like, well, yeah. They gotta set up Thunderbolts. She's an important character who's going to be in a lot of things, probably. Okay, these things drive me crazy sometimes. I read them anyway. <laughs> but that's good news, though, because Yelena's awesome. Yeah, exactly. I mean, who doesn't want to see more? Celebrate! Uh, let's see. Oh, uh, the Quantumania trailer is supposed to come out. And this is all, again, this is rumors. With the, with the Wakanda Forever movie, so. Nice. Very soon. So, yeah. Nice, nice. I don't really think I got anything else. That's MCU talk. Good stuff. MCU talk intro. Let's get into talking about the rest of week six we'll dive into the seahawks game some more and the rest of the games around the nfl we are now officially a third of the way through the nfl season some teams with some statement wins and trying to establish themselves as playoff contenders other teams at a point because of concern from the fan bases. <laughs> Some teams are the opposite. They've established themselves as being suckish. Yeah, some of those teams as well. Nope. I mean, it's funny because this season, it's one one extra game, but it's just like there's so much, uh, so many teams that are, you know, 500, you know, and, or, you know, they just don't look great. You're not confident in them. So you just, you're not really counting anybody out, but at the same time, you are. Like, you've seen enough to where you're like, no, nah, the Broncos just aren't going to do it. It's just not going to happen. But it's getting, it's getting to that point. It's like, okay, a third of the way through, six games in. Yikes. Well, here's the thing. What, what was the theme last week? I wouldn't be surprised. Right? <laughs> and so... I'm still that way about the whole season, though. Even though I do about the Broncos, at the same time, if they turned it around, I wouldn't be surprised. Because this year's, it's just crazy that the Giants are 5-1. and one. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just, it's crazy to me, but... I guess we'll just dive, we'll just dive into that because that was going to be the first game I was going to mention anyway. Giants beat the Ravens 24-20, to 20, and like you said, Giants moved to 5-1. and one. It's crazy. I mean, good for them that against Baltimore, like you didn't. I mean, we didn't see that coming. E- even though, again, we're not surprised. It you're still like, no, Baltimore is going to win this game because Lamar's the best player on the field. Well, I mean, actually, I mean, now the, the with Saquon hey. being back, with Saquon being at this level to where he was a few years ago. I mean, now there is an argument. Now you could say, well, no. Saquon, when when he's healthy, mm. there's an argument that he's the best player anytime he steps on the field. Yeah. And 
I've always felt that way, but he hadn't been healthy for a few years. But, you know, that's going into the game, right? Yeah. And then just Baltimore's history. But they're not the same right now. And the Giants aren't the same. This ain't, this ain't the, you know, Giants from the last five, six years. They're, they're well coached. Yeah. Brian Dable has lit a fire under these boys. Yes, he has. So good for them. Ravens are one of those teams where you're like, you're not, you're not going to be surprised at all if they, if they really, if they play in the Super Bowl, like you wouldn't be surprised. You'd be, you, you'd be like, well, I don't see that right now, but you wouldn't be surprised if by the end of the year, they're rolling. Yeah. <laughs> so just a crazy, crazy season so far. And then we move on to the Indianapolis Colts without Jonathan Taylor beat the Jags 34 to 27. But I mean, it's, uh, the Jags, exactly. it's been kind of rough for the Jags. So, and I mean, uh, the Colts, uh, I'm, almost, I'm almost disgusted, you know, like, they should not passes be Matt Ryan. Huh? He threw 58 passes? Matt Ryan did? He threw 58 passes? Mm-hmm. And they barely won? Yep. God, he's such garbage. That's why, that's why it makes me mad. Like, it literally angers me. And I'm not rooting against the Colts, really. I just don't like Matt Ryan. And I'm just like, they have a winning record now because they... Because of Matt Ryan. Them. Some bad teams. No, it's not because of Matt Ryan at all. <laughs> they, they would literally be better off with Carson Wentz. But yet, they have Matt Ryan. And, you know, they're one team that I will I will be surprised if they make the playoffs. I will be um, – I'd just be baffled. Like, what? That's, is, yeah, they're not – unfortunately – I don't want to say, unfortunately, that I just don't think they're good. And yeah, so they'd be better off this week. They'd be better off sucking so they could draft the quarterback. But then again, you know, they don't like to do that. They like the one year rental guys. I know. They'll get (laughs) Gino will play great. And Seattle won't want to re-sign him. And they'll sign Gino. There we go. I don't think that. Or if we bring Gino back, we'll give them Drew Locke for a season, and they'll have Drew Locke. Maybe better off with Drew Locke. At least he's young. They could keep him for a few seasons, but they wouldn't. They wouldn't, yeah, exactly. Oh, man. Jacksonville. Speaking of young quarterbacks, Bailey Zappi and the Patriots beat the Browns 38-15. to uh-oh, QB controversy. You know what's funny? Is, I mean, good for him, but <laughs> every time a quarterback plays good for New England, ever since Brady's been gone, they're like, the new Brady. Ex-Brady? Yeah. And I'm like, geez, like, oh, Mac Jones was playing so good at the beginning of this season. And now... Now he's Drew Bledsoe. Yeah, now he's pretty much... Everybody's like, nope, Zappy. I know. I'm like, okay, look, I don't care either way. 
but I just find it funny. Yeah. Like, and Belichick, you know, he's just going to do whatever the heck he wants to do, you know. He'll make it work. Yeah. I mean, he's – I don't think there's any question that he's played better than Jones was playing, but at the same time, I think for just – for us, it's too early to tell. Yeah. So, but hey, whatever. <laughs> I don't really. Right now they're feeling zappy, so it is what it is. They're happy with zappy. Yeah. Exactly. The Cincinnati Bengals beat the New Orleans Saints thirty to twenty-six. They had a come come back, didn't they? They were down in that game. For a lot of it, at least I thought they were. I feel like it's pretty, pretty close for the most part. If they weren't, they were down. It looks like, but not like anything too crazy. It was just surprising because you know, like I didn't really give them a chance because they had so many people still out. Yeah, New Orleans, that is. Yeah. So you know, good for them. Uh, I mean, Andy right. Dalton. Oh, it was? I thought Jameis was back, no? No. Well, he was he was active, but he they didn't play him. Oh. Crazy. That's even crazier to me. <laughs> they were like, not yet, buddy. You wait. The Bengals are, you know, see, they're they're doing kind of well, not what Baltimore's doing, but you know they're they had those they have their offensive line problems, but winning despite it, they're beating the teams that they probably should beat. And then when it's those closer games or those yeah. games against you know tougher opponents, they're not getting them, but they're you know they're trying to get that line you know just figured out, yeah, and getting them to gel, and so they could still be trouble. But at the same time, you're you're really hesitant because of the way the line did look against some of the better teams. Like you're just kind of like, oh, do you see it by the end of the year them being good enough for them to get back to the Super Bowl? Yeah, yeah, that's going to be a tough for them. Yeah, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Pull off the upset, beating Brady and the Buccaneers twenty to eighteen, even after Pickett went out with injury. I know that's crazy. I mean, Trubisky stepped in and got it done. It's just you can't pick a game this year. The only no. games that you pick is against Denver. <laughs> yeah, that's really it. I mean, other than that, like you have no idea. Any, nothing makes sense. We're literally in a different universe right now. That the Steelers, who have been right just, now, we're in our multiverse. Actually, we are. You know, and we're but yeah, this is really chaos and football in our multiverse. Exactly, just like we like it. <laughs> and for the Steelers, I mean, it was already a. Not even have been ahead. I can't exactly remember when Pickett was in, 
Then you went out. And so you're kind of like, all right, well, you know, not that there's a huge difference because he's, you know, only playing in his or starting his second game. Yeah. So weren't really like, oh, okay, you know, now that you're going back to Trubisky, or you know, I don't even know if it was Trubisky. <laughs> Just yeah, going yeah. to somebody else. What was that? Yeah, it, it Mitch. Yeah, I mean, figured. But you know, like, yeah, okay, they're, they're still not going to win this game. Like, Tampa Bay's going to pull it out, and then they don't. You're just, you're. Brady's yelling at an offensive lineman. Yeah. <laughs> Which, I mean, hey, that's, it's funny. Because when I think of Brady and I think of, like, Aaron Rodgers and how their lines for years have really kept them clean for the most part. Obviously there's games and there's certain seasons where they're not as good as they have been. But I find it funny when people show them yelling at them, like it's some problem. And I'm like, why do you think those guys block so good for them to begin with? Because they don't have any problem saying, Hey, yeah. do your job better. You know what I mean? And then you see other guys who don't do that. And I'm always kind of thinking, you know, you gotta, it's great to, to be, you know, one of those positive guys. I, I mean, we'll talk about like the Broncos later, but uh, uh, yeah, yeah. super positive and all that stuff. But if you don't yell at them and make them accountable, but then you say something like years later, or maybe a little shot here or there, instead of getting that effect that you were thinking you're going to get, you're going to get like, really? You know, that's how you really feel. But if you're just jumping on them right away, like then they kind of know, oh, you know, he's serious. He just wants to win and he and he wants us to do his job. And he's and and they also see how you react to things when you mess up, like you're angry, like Brady isn't happy when he throws an interception. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's not. Yeah. If it's the other guy's fault, he'll tell him. But if it's his fault, he's just pissed. Yeah. Right. And Aaron Rodgers is the same way. You know, they're. They're real. They're just super competitive. So I have zero problems seeing them like yell at their linemen unless, you know. <laughs> well, no, not with those two, because I just think they're just super competitive. And so it's OK. Other people, it's different. But anyway, I do think I, I have no problem with them losing. <laughs> but again, it's just. Yep, exactly. <laughs> up next the Atlanta Falcons making some noise being the Niners 28 to 14 Atlanta's three and three it, and it makes that loss that we had to Atlanta not look so bad right because you're thinking oh you know like we should have beat that team and really it was our defense more than yeah. anything but Atlanta's defense yeah but Atlanta's defense Kind of shut the 49ers down. And then they couldn't really stop them. Couldn't stop the Falcons. So you're like, well, you know, maybe the Falcons are just, they, they just, I don't want to say they know who they are exactly, but in a way they do. Like they're coaching, their coaches know how to coach with what they have. They're just playing to their strengths. And you're Run not going to the ball. 
Yeah, they're not going to win every game. And maybe they're, you know, are they going to win the Super Bowl? You know, I mean, nobody sees that. But again, <laughs> wouldn't surprise me. Um, nothing this year. But, it, but yeah, I mean, you just got to, you coach every game with the game plan. <laughs> and anything can happen. That's the way it should be, right? And then you come in and you watch teams play certain teams and you're like, why would you do that against this team? And this is exactly why I didn't pick you guys because you're a bunch of morons, you know what I mean? And this year, it seems like teams aren't doing that. Teams are going, you know what? Uh, we're going to give our, our squad the best chance to win and we're going to coach to our strengths. And you're like, wow, people figured out how to play and coach football. This is weird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's like oh, wait, the Falcons are winning games the Giants are winning games like what is going on doing it with Marcus Mariota and with Daniel Jones yeah you know what I mean and it's so. like what in the world oh oh you mean coach to their strengths and coach to your team's strengths and and it works don't just jump on the all the hype about, well, we need to pass the ball 167 times and we need to spread everything out and it's pass, 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 because that's the only way to win. It's like, no, it's actually not. Yeah. Because what if your team's not built that way? Well, that's how I like the coach. Well, you're going to lose <laughs> and you're setting yourself up to fail. Give your team the best chance to win. Period. The teams are doing it. That also goes for the next team, the Jets. Going down to Lambeau and being the Packers 27 to 10. And now the Jets are four and two. And then think about what I just said. What should the Packers be doing? What and we talked about yeah. we they have two really good running backs. I mean, I would say, you know, that um why am I forgetting his name? Oh, Aaron Jones is a great running back. Yeah. Not not a really good great running back and they do not rely on these two Aaron Rodgers isn't look Aaron Rodgers is still great right I mean you want MVP last year yeah but you should be using those guys especially since you know your line isn't as strong just like I was just saying <laughs> talking about like this isn't a year that right now they're doing the best job you know in pass protection plus you've got receivers who are young and don't you know, they're just not totally ready yet. So rely on that run game. And they're not doing that. And For whatever reason. Because of it. A.J. Dillon finished the game with only 10 carries. Aaron Jones only finished with nine carries. That's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It makes no sense to me. And that's strictly coaching. That's like, well, we have Aaron Rodgers. And so we're going to do, you know, we can – we can still throw the ball 40 times a game. And it's like, you're going to have to do that. And you can do that sometimes, but go in. They're like just choosing to play hero ball all the time. It's weird. It's really weird. But, but then again, it's not because like I said, you know, when you have Aaron Rodgers, and you know, what were they 13 and three last year or not 13, not three. 13 and four or whatever their record was. They had a really good record last year, you know? So, you you just think that's going to work again. You're not looking at your personnel. Your personnel changed. Things happen. 
make adjustments. Aaron Rodgers is just getting older. Why not rely on the young stud running backs a little bit more and then have Aaron Rodgers be Aaron Rodgers in the fourth quarter? Yeah. Uh, yeah, whatever. I don't get it. <laughs> it's weird. But and you look at the Jets. They know how to run the football. Brees Hall, rookie running back, 20 carries, 116 yards, and a touchdown. He also had six carries for one of their other running backs. Zach Wilson only had to pass the ball 18 times. You know, we t- like <laughs> AJ Dillon and Aaron Jones, you know, even though they didn't get the ball a ton, still combined ran more than Zach Wilson passed. But the Jets knew what they were doing. And yeah. the defense and special teams stepped up. So they got the job done. We think about how, you know, with Seattle, we're, we have we feel really good about the draft class that, that we had. And the Jets, they had a really good one, too. Plus, they had some young guys from, you know, previous years that hadn't really broken out yet but now you're starting to see it and they've really they've they look like they've really built something and the fact that like you said they didn't have to pass the ball and put zach wilson in any you know crazy situations and they could win this game and that's only going to build his confidence it builds the team's confidence and yeah i mean good for them but do i do i think that they're going to finish better than the Packers. I don't know. You know, I, I don't think so. Mainly because, you know, Will you yeah, be surprised is. though? Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be surprised if they would. No, I guess I actually no, nothing surprised me. Uh, other than uh the the Colts winning the Super Bowl would be a surprise. <laughs> that would be a surprise. Colts and the Chargers. Those are only the only two teams that would surprise me anything. Anybody else win? I'll be like, well, that's just a crazy season. Yeah. But no. Great, great job for the Jets. The Giant, the New York teams, man. The Bills, the Giants, the Jets. Yeesh. They're living, they're eating good right now. Oh yeah. The Minnesota Vikings are five and one after beating the Dolphins 24 to 16. After their other quarterback, Skylar Thompson, got injured and Bridgewater had to come back in. It's so crazy. Uh, Miami is like. Luckily for them, I think Tua's coming back next this next week. So, yeah, I mean, he was cleared, but obviously not active. And so pretty sure he's coming back. So that is good for them. And for the Vikings, you know, you just keep chalking up wins no matter what. It doesn't. You could look at some of that division. Yeah, I mean, it looks like right as we sit right now, it's like with that offense and the struggles of the Packers, like they should. I mean, I don't want to say they should. Well, they should run away with it. They should. Will they? I mean, come on. Yeah, we'll see. (laughs) It's Captain Kirk, so we'll find out. But again, if if they're coaching to their team's strengths, you don't have to – you should almost never have to put him in a crazy situation. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. they have just too many weapons to where you don't let him make that killer mistake. 
because there's just too much talent, you know? Yeah. Save him from himself. And as long as you're doing that, you'll be fine. But the minute that you put everything on his back, that's where, you know, he'll Tony Romo it, you know? Yeah. But we'll see how long it takes for them to get that far. Yeah, I'm sure it won't be too much longer. But <laughs> all right, so this was a this is an interesting week for the Carolina Panthers. So they lose to the Rams, twenty four to ten. You know, no one's really surprised. Uh, Robbie Anderson was not a happy camper because this was their first game without. Matt Rule, who they had fired, and seemed like, you know, he was just – he seemed like a Matt Rule guy because he was not getting along with his new coaches at all. There was multiple instances where he would get on the sidelines and start barking at the wide receivers coach and the interim head coach to the point where they just kicked him out of the game. <laughs> and the very next day, he is traded to the Arizona Cardinals. Which we'll dive more into that when we get to the Seahawks game. In yeah. terms of the trade and everything. But, yeah, I mean, it's funny because we were talking about, you know, oh, could the Panthers, could they rally around their new coach and all that? And then so what I learned about uh, the Robbie Anderson thing was that he was a not only was he a Matt Rule guy, but, you know, Matt Rule was a Robbie Anderson guy. They go way back college days. And so they were saying that they were trying they were he they were already shopping him like the second they fired Matt Rule. They were shopping him. I I remember in the pregame stuff, they were talking about that. Yeah, because they wanted to just wash themselves of everything Matt Rule. Like, pretty much, they want to get rid of all the coaches, everything. Like, I don't know how many. You know, I didn't see everything. When he got fired, I just, you know, paid attention to, you know, Matt Rule got fired. I didn't pay attention to any other assistants or anybody who he brought, you know, like that are his guys. And if they got fired, but apparently they want all of those guys gone. And so they want Robbie Anderson gone. So knowing that kind of changed how I felt about him going to the sideline barking at people, because, you know, he's just unhappy. He knows they're trying to trade him. So what does he care? You know, you could be like, oh, well, you know, you got to be more professional. And I'm not saying you shouldn't, but you also don't know exactly what they were saying and doing and how they were coaching. And you also got to remember that Robbie Anderson didn't want Baker Mayfield there in the first place. Yeah. <laughs> and look, his head coach made him the starter, the guy that he liked. So yeah. you could say, well, why wasn't he, you know, yelling then? But I'm just saying, like, all that stuff combined and knowing that they wanted to shop him, he just, I don't totally <laughs> blame him. And hey, he got, he got traded. So, you know whatever but yeah carolina's they're trying to shop mccaffrey too so yeah they're just in, they're just in you know full blow it up blow it up and you know draft you know they're gonna you know have a high pick and try to get you know one of the one of the best quarterbacks they can and see what happens but for the rams like they still even though they won they still do not look good right now. Gafford remembered he had Allen Robinson on the team. And that's why they won. There you go. Let's see if he keeps that going. 
I couldn't believe my eyes. I was like, he realized he has a receiver who isn't white. <laughs> uh, yeah, hey. Those are the only guys he was throwing to. And it was fun to look. Oh, yeah, I have this guy who's pretty good, actually. Yeah, he's solid. Looking at the stat sheet, guess who got to play in the game? Easton! What? No way. <laughs> His stat line was three of five for 59 yards and a pick. He always throws a pick. <laughs> now, see, now, now I want to. Not his fault, it. though. That's what I was going to say. Was it? I have no idea. But I don't even see it. Sometimes it isn't. Yeah. I mean, you're you're going to say that. That's funny, though. I wonder if he'll get a start next week. I Look, I would just like to see him get a start. And not just like but a if start. If he does, they win. That would be crazy, right? Like, because if, let's say he got the start and he won. They can't bench him, right? Because they ain't, they haven't, you know, they've won what, one? Yeah. Maybe they have two. Yeah, they only want to win. So if he were to start and they won, then you can't pull him, and then it then then it begins. But you know they would have to start him. Season of Eason. Uh oh, is it still happening? It could happen still. Uh oh, never give up. Carolina about to be the new Super Bowl favorites. Oh snap, that'd be. They can't blow it up after that. That'd be like what? My favorite thing in the world. Hey, this if there's ever a season for it, it's this season. It's the season of Eason. It's this season. Boom. Now or never. <laughs> All right. The Seattle Seahawks were victorious over the Arizona Cardinals 19 to 9. What a game by the defense. Yeah, I mean, this is a this not the same defense. They haven't played this good since week one. You know, they for three weeks in a row, they look like there was no way you were going to see this out of them, even though we've talked about some of the pieces that they've had. Yeah. And one of the things that I saw that, you know, could have been part of the reason, obviously, there's adjustments. Obviously, you know, there are certain guys who maybe finally started learning from mistakes, but. Cody Barton played a very limited number of snaps. Yep. He went from playing like 80-something percent of the snaps the week before to only 30-something percent of the snaps. Which and, thank goodness for that. Yeah, and I'm like, huh, that's huge. Now, they played a lot more nickel. And to me, I would think that that's something that they would need to continue to do because I know that they had been getting dinged up a lot in the run, but – I mean, when the linebackers are constantly in the wrong spot, <laughs> that's part of it. And yeah, maybe the maybe the corners, whoever was in or the safeties were just playing a little bit better, being a little bit smarter. And I mean, that's what it it really seemed apparent. <laughs> but who knows? Maybe it was just the Cardinals are just reeling so bad that you know. Anybody can look great against them. I don't know that we'll find out more about that, you know, next week. Mm -hmm. For this week, oh, the defense looked great. And the offense didn't, but the run game, the run game did. Kenneth Walker looked really good. 
Who uh, wouldn't say great, but Kenneth Walker looked great. Yeesh. Should have been a hundred yeah. game, but you know, penalties and stuff. Yeah, and then Gino didn't have a lot of time. Yeah. They seem to get a lot of pressure, and the Cardinals defense has a history of doing that against Seattle. And so Gino didn't have a great game, but it's okay because they still won. And he didn't make mistakes. That was the thing. Like, yeah, he maybe there was a couple times where, you know, he could have got rid of the ball or thrown it away instead of taking a sack. But, you know, that's going to happen sometimes. It's not the end of the world. Because he didn't force it and he didn't yeah. throw costly interceptions and he didn't fumble the ball. No, another game without a turnover for him. Yeah, but we did. The only reason that the Cardinals scored a touchdown was because of the awful blocking on special teams that led to Dixon getting hit in the end zone. I wish he would have tucked the ball and it only been a safety, but he didn't. And so it Laura wasn't about that. He was like, he has to like set call the blocking pretty much. Mm-hmm. And he, he was pretty much like, I just read it wrong. And they were, they schemed for it. And I just, he just kind of made a wrong call. Yeah. And, you know, again, those things are going to happen. It didn't cost you the game. Like I don't even, you know, his, his mistake last week, I know a lot of people say, oh, it cost us the game, but I'm like, well, it didn't cost us the game because we got the lead in the fourth quarter and then the defense couldn't stop Taysom Hill from running all over him. So I wouldn't say that that cost him the game, but it didn't help. And that this one didn't cost him the game. And, and so those things are going to get cleaned up. That's not a normal thing for the special teams. And so, yeah, it happened. something bad happened back-to-back weeks, but we won one of them. <laughs> and so I'm not going to be too worried about that. But anyway, more positive stuff. You know, Kobe Bryant forcing another fumble. Yeah. And Terry Woolen picking off another pass. Two young – two rookies – doing things that players either haven't have never done like Kobe Bryant. I I think they said like no rookie in this first six games or no player in their first six games has ever forced four fumbles. I I believe, I believe that's what I read. And then Tariq is like the first rookie in forever to pick off a pass in four straight games, like a decade or more. So you've got just two young looking like studs right now, just, just improving. And you've seen it from week to week. They're improving. Yeah. So, and then, you know, like I said, we got two young tackles. Like we've got some really nice pieces. And then, you know, if Denver keeps, if Denver wants to keep struggling, Hey, we're all for that. Right. Then yeah, we get- we'll take that pick. You know, we'll take a, you know, potentially top 10 pick. <laughs> exactly. So, and then we'll jump back on the uh, the trade for Robbie Anderson that the Cardinals made. It was because Hollywood Brown got hurt off yeah. that that Woolen had. He came down on on Brown's foot. Luckily, it yeah. wasn't as bad as they thought. He's going to miss maybe six weeks, but it looked like it was probably going to be worse than that. It looked like his foot was just broke. Yeah, it was <laughs> really bad. Just unlucky. Landing like, yeah, Woolen just came down and just happened to land on the back of his foot, and it was just like, oh, geez, that it didn't seem good at all. Especially because Woolen 
compared to Brown, you know, he's a lot bigger. Yeah. That's a lot more weight. Yep. And it's like, oh, no, that doesn't look good at all. But you know, and then, luckily, you know, Brown's going to miss the rest of the season, which is good. Yeah, and then for the Cardinals, it's like if they can find their footing, because, you know, you got Hopkins. Now, they do have a short week. They play Thursday, so they might not have Hopkins back, and they might not have Robbie, and they might not have Robbie Anderson ready to go because of this short week. And even if they are, like, they could still just be really rusty because of this short week. But, you know, if they get those guys back, you know, the well, they'll have them back the following week, and they click – they could get really hot and then you get Hollywood Brown back like that could be dangerous. But the problem is, is you've seen nothing so far to make you feel that way. <laughs> yeah. Actually, like, I mean, they're going to get DeAndre back and it's like, it should help. But it, with Arizona right now, it's like, is it going to help that much? Yeah. Like they're in the, they're in like that Denver stage where you just, you're like they should be better but they're not and yet but uh, unlike denver they're getting guys back and a, and a huge player back that you know that is just you know when he's healthy maybe the best receiver in the league yeah but you still are kind of like yeah but i don't know <laughs> if he's gonna totally help just because of the way they've been so inconsistent yeah, like they might just have too many other issues that they can't make. And plus, last year Hopkins was dealing with some injuries and stuff. So then you don't know, like, yeah. is he going to come back and be completely healthy? Like, you you just have no idea. You look at it, you know, in the best case scenario, and that's kind of what I was just doing. If he comes back and he's Hopkins, and then Robbie Anderson clicks with that team yeah they're they could definitely be dangerous nobody would be surprised you just you just don't know because be yep yeah, we'll just have to see right no one will be surprised nobody will be surprised the theme will continue all year long but yeah it was a great one for seattle and you know three and three and you're just like any week you're getting more and more confident every week that, you know, they're going to be in every single game. They have a chance every single game. The problem is, is you don't know yet. Cause you know, like I said, the defense has only been good in two games. So yeah. can we get a consistent consistency on defense? You're, you're really, I think we're all confident in the offense. You know, I mean, yeah. we're more surprised that they struggled against the Cardinals than we were that the, you know, that the defense, I don't know. I, I mean, I guess it's, I guess it's even <laughs> we're surprised that the offense struggled, but we're also surprised that the defense played so good. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But we got the win. And so now you're just kind of like, what are we going to get? You don't know what you're going to get from the defense. You're pretty confident what you're going to get from the offense. So. You know we're going to be in there in the mix at the end for a playoff spot, which some people thought were going to happen. Most people didn't. No. We we felt there was a chance, but now you really just are like, I mean, you're positive that we're going to be in the mix, right? Yeah. And that has to do with 
a lot to do with other teams too, but it doesn't matter. You're just positive. They're like, no, we're going to be there. It's going to work out. Yay. (laughs) We're going to do it. We'll see how that ages. Go Hawks. Go Hawks. The Buffalo Bills beat the Chiefs 24 to 20. The defense didn't blow it in the end for them, although I thought they were after the way the first half ended. (laughs) I was like, oh, no, they did it again at the end of the first half. It's going to be the same thing for them. But, nope, they held down. They forced a turnover at the end, and they beat the Chiefs. I mean, look, great for them. Good game for both teams, you know, just a solid football game. Yeah, really good. I don't when we get to the playoffs, because both teams are making the playoffs, and if they play each other, you know, it it really depends on everything, but I could easily see myself picking the Chiefs, and I could easily see the Chiefs winning. Like, it's so funny to me when it happens when these things happen in the regular season that people think that there's so much significance to it. Like sometimes there is, but sometimes there isn't like, and what I mean by that is, so let's go back years when, uh, when the giants upset the Patriots in what 2011 in the Super Bowl, And we go back to that regular season at the end of the season, they played them and they lost, but they were in that game. And they played really good against the Patriots. And that's the game that they felt like, oh, we can beat this team. It wasn't, they they lost the game. But because of that game, they were like, we can play with anyone and we can beat anyone. Right? And then they end up doing it. And with the Bills, like, last year, everybody thought that they could beat the Chiefs. This year, you know, everybody thought that they could beat the Chiefs. You might not have picked them in this game, but you think they can beat them. Yeah. But... But so if they win, you're not going to be surprised or anything like that. So I don't think that this, it's just different. It just doesn't mean anything. You could say, oh, well, their players now think they can. Well, no, they already did. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? So this one doesn't really do anything. Like now they just have to do it. If anything, it almost kind of puts a little bit of pressure on them. If they lose. again. Yeah, if they lose, then it's like, well, uh, they just can't beat the Chiefs when it counts. You know what I mean? <laughs> and then you start questioning Josh Allen, and now it becomes a whole thing. Yeah, which uh, which will be funny because, like, you know, right now he's right up there, the top of the you know MVP talk, and yeah. he's still young. <laughs> so it's like, even if he were to lose, it's like, you know, if they were to lose to the Chiefs, it wouldn't be that big of a deal. It's like, you got to remember, they've lost guys and, you know, the Chiefs have been there before, all those types of things. We'll see what happens. Yeah. But, you know, it, it definitely was a good win for them, but I just don't think it has as much significance as a lot of people are trying to make it seem. Yeah. <laughs> like, hold on, they didn't beat them in the AFC Championship yet. Hang on. Boy. Let's wait till then. The Philadelphia Eagles remain undefeated and hand Cooper Rush his first loss as they beat the Cowboys 26 to 17. And the Cooper Rush era is over. Done. Yeah, I mean, 
they made it closer at the end. <laughs> they did. But, you know, they they fought. But yeah, I mean, he was just he just wasn't wasn't good enough. Like his his flaws definitely showed through. You know, he's a very he's a capable player. Again, their their coaching did a good job simplifying it for him and just playing to the team's strengths with with him as quarterback. But now you're going to have Dak back, and so now you can open up the playbook more. Doesn't necessarily mean they're going to win because sometimes they will overdo it because it's Dak. Yeah. It's play to your team's strengths, but you also can take more chances and do more things and just be more electric. And will that translate to being better than the Eagles? I don't think so. Right. <laughs> but, you know, for the Eagles, just they again, they're a team, they know what to do, they know who they are, they know what they have, and they're just going to keep improving and adding to it. So, by the end of the season, you might see some things that you weren't seeing at the beginning, but that's because you do have Devontae Smith and you do have AJ Brown, and you're just getting teams to okay, this is what they do, this is what they do, this is what they do, and then oh. Oh, wait, now they're throwing bombs left and right. <laughs> Where did this come from? Like, oh, yeah, because they made you think that this is all that they're going to do or all that they can do. Well, no, they can do more. They're just not showing you that yet because they don't need to. Because then they got Miles Sanders to hand it off to. And then they also got Dallas Goddard at tight end to dump it off to. Exactly. And could scramble when he needs to. Yeah, what are you going to do? Like, you got to pick your poison and – Right now, you're well. They're not picking. They're picking the wrong poison because <laughs> they're losing. They're picking the wrong poison. That's not the poison you should have chose. No, less toxic kind. But yeah, they're still flying. Them eagles are still flying. Six straight. Can they keep it up? We shall see. Oh boy, Monday night. What a Broncos back in prime time. They started off good. They started on the first quarter. They scored 10 points. And, you know, Wilson had a, a few good plays in there. Not that not that I didn't think he didn't have some good plays later. I mean, I thought he had a sure touchdown and the tight end didn't catch it, you know. Yeah. Went through but, his hands. Yeah, but, you know, just, Again, I don't think that they are playing to their strengths well. Like they were doing a lot of wide receiver screens, and I don't know if this is because the Chargers win nineteen to sixteen. By the way, I didn't. I don't think I said that in overtime. That's okay. We would have. We would have got to it. You know. Yeah, I mean, losing to the Chargers when they weren't playing good, their kicker's got a hamstring problem. I mean, give he that guy off. Give that guy his credit, man. He's kick, first kick like. He looked like he was going to die, and he wasn't going to work. You know, <laughs> they had to amputate, and he he kept coming out and making them. And you're just like, you know what? I don't like – look, we've talked about it. We don't hate the Chargers in general. We just hate the favoritism – not the favoritism, but how everybody wants the to buzz. pick them. Yeah, the buzz and all that stuff. But, you know, they deserved it because of him alone, you know, and the effort that he was giving. And – yeah, that alone, that uh, 
the play on special teams at the end was crazy to set up the field goal. The I, I don't know. Did you see this? I didn't. Yeah, so they had a punt again in overtime. They were just it was just a punt fest at first in overtime, which shocker because it's Broncos in prime time. But right. so the returner calls for the fair catch, but the Denver returner, but his blocker is like right in front of him. So the defender who comes up just pushes the blocker into him. Since you know he doesn't touch the returner, the blocker touches him. Yeah. Knocks the returner back. The ball was coming down, so it hit the returner, so the Chargers just recovered it. See, and that's just, again, that see, that's the thing about Denver. Like, they are not well coached right now at all. Like, we yeah. can point all of it. We can talk about how Russ isn't playing like the Russ of old or he's playing, you know, like an older Russ, and, and he doesn't – he's not the same. But at the same time, they have, a, they have other issues – and their coaching is one of it. Like, and we talked about Seahawks special teams, like, but yeah, Denver, they've been having a lot of these problems since the start of the season and things, they're not correcting them. You're six weeks in and things aren't corrected. And something like that can't happen when you're struggling, but they do happen. And then all it does is add to it. And, you know, and that's why, Nobody thinks that they're going to bounce back. Like the way that the way that everybody sees Denver is they don't want to see them anymore. <laughs> they don't want to see them on the <laughs> fan. Russ isn't Russ has a press conference and he doesn't say let's ride. He's that down that wow. you know he can't that's, even that's something. Yeah, I mean he said go hawks. Every every interview, every time he spoke, any time ever. The entire time he was here, six games in, and he has abandoned Let's Ride. Now, if they win, does he start saying it again? And look, I get why, because everybody would just mock him for saying it. You know, people already were. That's what what they did last week. Yeah, but now, especially after that game, they were going to do it even more. And so he just, like, just gave up. But there was an article that somebody for the News Tribune wrote that said that ever since remember how he had that that friend that was the mental health coach that passed away like last season oh maybe, he was they were I saying they remember but i i remember something like that yeah yeah they were saying the article was saying that ever since that guy died like russ hasn't been the same like the, the his his overall quarterback record since then is uh like what is it seven of 18 like he's lost 11 of 18 games since that guy passed away and and so like he was just saying that that's just been a big deal and then people were kind of mocking him in the comments for that and i'm just thinking you know not everybody can deal with things like that yeah but i don't think that that's the overall problem i think maybe if he started struggling you know maybe that person not having that person there, but you also have all the stuff he taught you before, you know, so you should be able to come out of it. But, you know, if that is an issue, then that sucks. And go, you need to go get some help. (laughs) But other than that, yeah, just, just a bad football game again, when Denver's on. Yeah. 
<laughs> it's just and the other team too. The Chargers didn't look great at all. No, at all. the refs so, had to try to set them up for success by giving them all these dumb penalties and the roughing the passers and the pass interference calls and all this stuff. Yeah, I mean that's craziness. So, yeah, I mean hopefully we don't gotta. Well, I mean we gotta see the Chargers next week because we're gonna play them. And I you know. already know. And you already know who we're picking. <laughs> There's no question. And Denver does not need to be on TV for a while. Like, let if they start playing good, let it be, like, so under the radar that, you know. I mean, we know, obviously, because. That's how Russ, we Well, yeah, I mean, we're going to keep up with sports. But I, you know what I mean? Like, around here, like, it's going to be the talk no matter yeah. what. But I don't want to see the game at all <laughs> no, i don't want to look through the station and be like oh the other game on right now is broncos whoever no they should not be on tv denver fans don't even want them on their tv crazy man six weeks in and it's like like okay like i you know i didn't want to just you know totally jump on them every chance and then just be like they're not going to do anything but now well, you're yeah. doing four. There's no signs of getting better from any aspect. Ah, yeah. Man, I'm like, like, he might not even be a playoff team. Like, that's crazy. I, I bought in. I didn't like buy in, but I mean, I did pick Russ as the MVP because I just thought, you know, hey, this is what he wanted. And yeah. everybody is so sure that this team was just a quarterback away. Even though we had our questions, we talked about it before. Like, why does everybody, when Aaron Rodgers was first supposed to be going there, we talked how I don't understand why everybody in Denver is so great. They're just a quarterback away. We, about that. we also talked about, could Russ possibly be on the decline? We weren't saying that he was. We were just making it a possibility. I made the Donovan McNack comparisons way before anybody else was making those comparisons. I was just saying it's a possibility, you know, and now those things seem to be real. <laughs> yeah. And, and I, it's not that I wanted to be right or anything. Cause I, I don't care. We were rooting I, for that, obviously. I don't mind at all. If Russ is great for another five years, if he bounces back and he's great, it doesn't bother me that just for the Seahawks perspective for the draft picks this year, I wouldn't mind if they keep being garbage, but right. Even though Russ rubbed me the wrong way years ago. And, and, you know, I started saying, you know, started criticizing him a lot more than I had early on. I'm not rooting against, <laughs> I still don't think this is all his fault and I don't blame him. And I'm not going to look at everything and change the way everything is. No, again, Pete Carroll had a lot to do with the Seahawks downfall from the Super Bowl team. And yeah. if you want to say, well, it's because he backed Russ. Okay. He still did it. Yeah. You know, he made a choice and you can say, oh, it's Russ's fault. No, it's not. He's the coach. You know, he chose wrong, and he, there's a lot of things that he did. But right now, it's just like, I don't mind if they're bad, because that just means better picks for us. I like what they have done. You know, look, when you decide to move on, you have to accept the mistakes that you made too. But now all you can do is do the best you can. And as long as the Seahawks are doing the best they can, then, you know, great for them. That, yeah. that just 
great for us as fans. We're we're getting this possibility of a great future. Like if you looked at it, like if we stuck with Russ and paid him all the money, like I said, I did not want that. I did not want them to pay him forty something million dollars because it would handcuff us. And they they felt that same way, which I am glad. And look at the possibilities <laughs> right yeah. now with the young guys we already have and these picks we could get. It's very exciting. And unfortunately for us, it's not exciting for him. And and that's it's sad in a way, but also this is what you wanted. So yeah, there you go. There you go. There it is. There it is, Broncos country. There it is. All right. That wraps up week six, which means we got to talk about what's going to go down in week seven, how we think things will turn out. So, yeah, let's get into it. All right. We now turn our attention to week seven of the NFL season, which kicked off on Thursday night with the Cardinals with the returning DeAndre Hopkins and their new receiver, Robbie Anderson, defeating the Saints 42 to 34. <laughs> a high score Thursday night game out of the blue. I know, right? It's funny, too, because you're like, all right, well, didn't we weren't technically sure if Hopkins was going to play. And then, yeah. thing you know, they're like, oh, no, he's playing. I'm like, oh, okay. And then same with Robbie Anderson. You're like, well, he just got there. <laughs> and he plays. And then there's it's just a shootout. Yeah. It's not what Thursday Night Football is supposed to be. A shootout with a couple pick sixes from Andy Dalton on back-to-back possessions. I know. I go take a shower, and I'm coming out, and I'm like, what happened? <laughs> Two pick sixes. Yeah, you know. And that's why he's not a actual starter starter anymore. Yeah. I mean, I didn't see really the second half at all. So Me either. I don't know. Did yeah, I mean, I don't know if the Cardinals looked good. I I had homework to do, so. Yeah, I mean, so they won. Boom. Congratulations. <laughs> Moving on. Moving on. And now that takes us to the preview of Sunday's games and Monday. Starting off, first up, Cleveland Browns at the Baltimore Ravens. It's funny. You know, we keep picking Baltimore, and I do think they're going to win. But I'm going to keep picking them. Yeah, it's mainly because the Browns haven't been winning lately either. (laughs) So I think the Ravens will get back on track this week. Yeah. They they should at least, I think. If not, then yikes. If not, then wrong again. And then we got the Buccaneers at the Carolina Panthers without Christian McCaffrey. 
after news broke last night that he was traded. We'll get to where he ended up in a little bit, but he is no longer there. And, so and you know what? Even more. And you know what's great? I have no idea that that happened <laughs> until just now. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> really? All right. Well, then. So just save it. <laughs> yeah, I have. I had no idea. I don't look at anything in the mornings. So. I... Oh, yeah. And you were already asleep when it broke. Yeah. So I no idea. So with Bucking that, news, obviously picking the bucks. But that'll be funny yeah. if there's one. Carolina, man, they're just blowing it up. Yeah, they're. If it wasn't already confirmed already, after that news broke, it's like, okay, yeah, they're going full. They're restarting the rebuild all the way. And why not? Because, you know, like with McCaffrey, he hadn't been healthy for a couple years. Yeah. And. He's a running back, so by the time you get somebody in there at quarterback that you really, really like and build everything, you're going to need a new running back by that time anyway. Yeah. So you might as well get some picks, maybe. I don't know what they got (laughs) for him. And, uh, yeah, just try to rebuild it all at once if you can. So, yeah, Buccaneers. And then moving on, we got the Atlanta Falcons at the Cincinnati Bengals. Oh. Well, it's, Surprisingly, it's, you know, even matchup record-wise, both three and three. Falcons have been competitive, had a great win against the 49ers last week. There are no slouches right now. I did. So, something that I didn't know about when we when we talked about the Falcons 49ers game was that the 49ers were <laughs> they were missing like 11 starters or something like that. Oh, that's pretty significant. <laughs> so not surprising I'm, though. I'm gonna go with the yeah, no, I know it's it's really not. They have had a lot of injury problems over the years, oh, ages. But I'm gonna go with the Bengals because they're at home. I mean. And they should be the better team, but you know this season's just crazy. But I'm still gonna yeah. go with them. I'm going Bengals here too. Uh, following that up, Detroit Lions at Dallas Cowboys. The return of Dak Prescott. No more Cooper <laughs> Rush. They're gonna lose. No, I'm just kidding. No, it's so funny because I'm gonna pick Detroit, and yeah. it's it's not because I really truly think they're gonna win. It's more just like, wouldn't it just be funny? <laughs> it would be. Like, oh, Dak was the problem. <laughs> well, in Detroit, it's funny. You know, they they had a bye week. You know, their defense has been the problem, right? Yeah. So maybe, maybe like Seattle, they fix a couple things. And then their offense looks okay, even though Dallas' defense has been playing good. But wouldn't... Wouldn't it be the thing that Dak comes back and suddenly the defense doesn't play good? <laughs> the offense is out of sync and they lose. Like, that happens a lot. And it seems to happen, especially against teams that it shouldn't. Yeah. Like, it, it would happen with Seattle, for example. You know, we've seen it over the years where, you know, some well, when Russ came back last year and then we got shut out 
and couldn't yep. score. I remember that. The I remember yeah. that. So wouldn't I? I don't know. I just I'm just gonna go with Detroit. Just think it'd be I'm, funny. I'm still gonna go Dallas. Although I would appreciate a whole situation like that, just for the sheer chaos of it, and just how ironic it would be in his first game back. I just don't see it happening. And that's the kind of season it's been, so. Won't be surprised. Going with it. Going with it. Next up, the New York Giants at the Jacksonville Jaguars. I mean. So crazy. That, that right now we're like, well, Giants, of course. <laughs> yeah. That's what we've come to? <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Oh, Jacksonville. You gave us some hope early on that you would be a decent team. Not hope, but, you know, we were. We were rooting for him, and now well, we're just – There were flashes, and you were like, oh, snap. Oh, they got to figure something out. And now, nope, they are who we thought they were. And the Giants oh, are not – Meyer back into the fold somehow. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, G-Men should handle the business. And yeah. if they don't, then then it's like, okay, is this the is this the fall of the Giants? But they want you to have like two hundred rushing yards. And I think don't Seattle play the Giants next week? You know, the next the following week, I believe so. We do. In Seattle. Mm-hmm. You are correct. Right. Ah. When? Yeah. What are you going to say? I said we're going to win. Yep. But right now the Giants are going to win. Yeah, right now the Giants are going to win. But also I think we're going to win and we're going to get to that. Let's see. The Green Green Bay Packers at the Washington Commanders. (laughs) Well, it's Heineken. What was that? Heineken's playing because Wentz is hurt. Uh, didn't the last wasn't one of the times that he played against the Packers and he, he played pretty good but lost. And it might have been. Everybody was really excited about it. That is funny. I mean, it would take him playing for them to win because well, the Packers were, have been struggling. Yeah, Packers not looking good. Giants and the Jets, and they just lost to the Jets at home. I know, but I'm still picking the Packers. <laughs> I'm going to roll with Heineke. I'm going to go Commanders on this one. All right, I can't believe it. You said you I'm never like, would because they, they, they're not the I like, football I'm a, I like Heineke, so I'm going to roll with him. I mean, I'm just pointing out that you're a big fat liar. Hey, you know what? That's fine. <laughs> no one listens anyway, so no one's going to know. Uh, oh. There. <laughs> <laughs> It's a one. I'll, I'm giving him one last shot. That's what this is. Okay. Whatever helps you sleep at night. It does very much so. Indianapolis Colts at Tennessee Titans. Jonathan Taylor, Eric Henry, two. Well, assuming he's playing. Titans. Yeah, I'm going Titans too. Yeah, they should. They should hand their business. 
next up, we got the Houston Texans at the Vegas Raiders. I mean, Texans <laughs> have a better record than the Raiders right now, which is hilarious. I know. And so, but, you know, the Raiders just have but so much. no way the Raiders should lose. They shouldn't. So <laughs> I'm picking them because they shouldn't. But they probably will. But Raiders. Going Raiders, but man, that'd be too funny. Yeah, it would be. Oh, yeah, I forgot we got to talk about this. Next up, New York Jets at Denver Broncos. Elijah Moore, after the Jets' big win over the Packers to put him at 4-2, and two, requested a trade because he's not involved enough. Not a team guy, apparently. I mean, what in the world? You, <clears throat> Your quarterback... Just got back a few weeks ago. You're still you're you're still trying to find your identity totally as a team, and just and you're getting yeah, and your team is good, and you're winning, and you're gonna shake everything up because you're mad you're not getting enough targets or you're not liking the way you're being used. You're winning. What? I just don't understand it. Like. Now, I mean, I know what kind of player you are now and what kind of person you are now. Here I am, like, you know, saying, hey, the Jets got weapons and they got, you know, look, Elijah Moore is one of them. And you're just like, yeah, and you're just thinking, this is just this young up and coming team. And they got the Jet fans have a lot to be excited about right now and just let it let them keep building and instead of being happy that you're winning and you're turning some stuff around and and giving people hope you want out because you're selfish and now yeah i'm not a fan like <laughs> literally that yeah that quickly i'm just like well i'll never root for you and i'll never care when you do anything good because i'm just gonna be like Oh, yeah, that's a selfish dude that doesn't care about anything except himself. <laughs> you know? It's ridiculous. Yeah. Absolutely ridiculous. And I'm picking the Jets anyway. <laughs> oh, yeah. But if they, if they lose, I am going to blame him. I don't even care if they if he doesn't play, if they trade him. Or... Oh, yeah. They said uh, they're sitting him and he's not going to be traded. Yeah. So I didn't think he was going to get traded because I thought I saw that. But and they should sit him. See, that's what you do to people like this. I get so tired of, of players getting their way when they're clearly wrong. Yeah. You know, I, I don't mind if you if you speak up, you know, when you when you have a legitimate gripe, like, you know, you'll see, you know, Mahomes arguing with somebody. Oh, by the way, Kyler Murray screaming at. Uh, the coach, what's his name? Cliff. Kingsbury. Yeah, Cliff Just, Kingsbury. Yeah, screaming at him. I mean, he should get in trouble for that. Or, I mean, or just fire the coach. You got to do one of the two things. If you can't let them be scream, you know, him screaming at his coach like that, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's ridiculous. But anyway, yeah, I mean. People need to get punished like that. And then maybe, maybe he'll learn his lesson. Maybe he'll realize, like, do you understand? For, I mean, for two reasons. For one, you understand that you're 
you know, you're ruining the good vibe that the team's got going on right now. Yeah. And, but then you're making yourself look like a selfish jerk. You might, you might be right. Like they should include you more, but at the same time, game plans are game plans. And sometimes what are all the reasons? Maybe Zach Wilson look over at you, you know, every play, but because of pressure or maybe a flash of, you know, one guy coming across or whatever, you know, a defender in this spot or this spot made you made him look the other way real quick or just, you know, what, whatever, whatever the case is, it's like, just relax. You, you know, you're going to get your chances. And when you lost the run game was working, so they're going to stick with the run. Like, I don't... Exactly. I mean, this, well, oh, you're just mad because everybody else throws it 69 times a game and you want, you know, you're expecting 12 targets a game. It's like that. I don't really think that's the way. Oh, I, yeah, I don't think football's supposed to be played that way. <laughs> like, and, you know what? Uh, oh, right. Can't throw on fifty-eight passes for your team. Yeah, no. I mean, it's fine if, if it works and it wins, but I don't want that all the time. I want run, pass, balance. You know. Yep, but and, that's what the Jets have had. That's what's been working. And then this guy comes around and is like, I don't like that. Yeah. Now that's that's what we're gonna refer to him as now. This guy. Now this guy. Now this, now this dude over here. But yeah, the Jets should still win this game. So, but yeah. we'll see what happens. That is crazy to talk about. We talked about like the how we're at with the Giants and that game, and now we're looking at Russell Wilson and the Broncos against the Jets and being like, "Yeah, the Jets should win." <laughs> yeah, I know it's crazy. What it's world crazy. do we live in right now? And again, I don't. I still don't like blame everything on Russ like so many people want to, you know. Yeah, no. It's not all as well. I'm going to see, you know, what happens. I mean, I blame like, you know, jump on him, but yeah, I mean, there he deserves to not deserves. I don't mean it like that, but you get what you ask for. I, I don't I don't feel bad. Yeah. That's where I'm at. I'm like, I'm not going to jump on you, but I also don't feel bad. I feel kind of bad in a way, but that's just because I always feel bad for anybody that I've pretty much ever been a fan of, no matter what they do. Like if I was ever like a huge fan of yours at one point and then something happens, like I, I do feel bad, but I also acknowledge like you brought this on yourself. Yeah. (laughs) So, So yeah, anyway. All right. Now on. To the McCaffrey news. So this game, Kansas City Chiefs versus McCaffrey's new home. Welcome to the NFC West, McCaffrey. He is now on the San Francisco 49ers. Wow, really? Yes. And the the Niners sent a second, third, and fourth round pick in 2023 and a fifth round pick in 2024 for McCaffrey. Wow, that's crazy. He is in the division now. What it, it's crazy because when we were watching, who did they play last week? Who did the Niners play? 
The Niners laid. Why can't I remember? Wasn't that game on? Falcons. But no, it was in the pregame. That's right. It was the pregame that they were talking about that game and they were talking about uh, just how they haven't had the run. Or maybe I was just listening to sports radio. I don't remember. But they were talking about how they have not had the run game that they've had in previous seasons. And they've been, you know, able to win this season despite that fact. And yeah, now they got McCaffrey and it's like the weapon that he is like, <laughs> that's huge. I mean, that they, they could, if he stays healthy, they could run away with the division now because oh, yeah. of that. Now that's that is a always a big key with McCaffrey because like we kind of touched upon earlier, the past few seasons it's been rough for him to stay on the field as much as possible. But, you know, if he, he he's also in Carolina where he kind of has to be out there for so many snaps because they just don't got anybody else. Nah, that ain't an excuse. That's you're a running back. <laughs> you know, yeah. this ain't I I can't stand, you know, that so many players now. I'm not saying he needs to have 400 touches like, you know. Yeah. He had a couple of years ago, but, you know, you can have close to 300 rushes plus, you know, 60 catches and you should not, I shouldn't say you should be healthy, but, you know, the greats can do that for a consistent period of time. And that's why I don't, I saw somebody say this, this is so crazy. This was a few days ago. Somebody said, uh, Somebody asked a question on Twitter about it was about Barry Sanders. Oh, it they said compare who's better, Barry Sanders or Christian McCaffrey. And I'm like, why is that even a question? (laughs) I and and so somebody who I follow on Twitter said Christian McCaffrey is a better overall football player than Barry Sanders. And I'm like, no, he's not. Like, based on what? Because he had a couple good seasons. Because he's had a couple seasons where, you know, oh, he like, I don't even know. I think he led the league in scrimmage yards. But so? <laughs> like, that's not a little did ridiculous. It, he did it for a decade straight. Like, yeah. I mean, what are you what are you talking about? Like, that's so stupid. But anyway. <laughs> uh it's still a great trade. And I, I don't want, I don't wish injury upon him. I just hate the 49ers. I don't wish injury upon anybody. I do hope he stays healthy, but then there's that part of me that's just kind of like, but if the problem, the past two years, but no, I, I hope he stays healthy. I mean, whatever happens. How about happens. there's just chemistry issues and they just, they just can't get in sync. But hey, they, I mean, they can't figure it out with them. Yeah, maybe it's not even – look, maybe he's just not the same. Like, that's actually something I was wondering because, again, haven't really watched Carolina games. Is part of their problem also the fact that he's not what he was two, three years ago because of the injuries in a couple, in a couple of years? Is he yeah. a little blower now? Now, 
Maybe not. Pro- probably not. But I don't know that. I got to see it. Now that he's on the 49ers, oh, we're going to see it. All right. <laughs> yeah. Yes, we are. Up close and personal. But. Yeah. Now, what, what was the game again? I already forgot. Oh, Chiefs. Chiefs. Right. Um, I'm going to pick the Chiefs. But I actually really want to watch this game now because I want to see, you know, how they start to use them and just how he looks. Because well, I don't think I've seen him at all. The Seahawks game. What was that? We'll have to see if it's on the other channel during the Seahawks game. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm not watching it over the Hawks, of course. <laughs> but to flip over there. Yeah. Like I said, I don't think I've seen one highlight of of McCaffrey this year. That's crazy. And now we're about to get a whole lot more. Yeah, we're going to get a lot. He's going to have probably a lot of highlights against us. <laughs> yeah, I know. No, I hope not. I, I really hope not, but he probably will. We'll I'm going see. to for this week as well. They're probably, I'm, I'm going to just assume they're going to be angry about last week. Mahomes is not going to go down like that. They're out for blood. Could be, could be. All right, the easiest game to predict this week, Seattle Seahawks at Los Angeles Chargers. Hawks. All the way. I mean, it's the Chargers. Come on. You know they're talking about? Because, you know, remember how the Chargers and Broncos game was <clears throat> not great. <laughs> but they were talking about, you know, remember Herbert's been dealing with that injury, and I actually forgot about that. Oh, the and Yeah, and they were saying that he – it didn't seem like he could throw it downfield because I guess there was a Hail Mary that he didn't get even close to the end zone or something. I don't know. That's just what somebody was saying on the radio. And they were talking about his rib injury. And so – I mean, if that's still something that's bothering him, then, yeah, I mean, I really don't think they're going to win. <laughs> like, I, I wouldn't have picked yeah. them anyway because it's the Chargers. But, yeah, I mean, part of me is like, you should just get him healthy. But it's the Chargers, so. They always got to find a way to mess things up. Yes, they do. And it's going to line up perfectly with another Geno Smith victory. Boom. All right, on to Sunday nights where the Pittsburgh Steelers will be headed to Miami against the Dolphins. Ugh. I Can mean, you at the start? Oh, snap. Pickett versus Tua. I mean, it's, I just don't want to watch the Steelers. <laughs> I, I will say at least pick it. So that might help them, you know. My issue I don't want Tua to, to get touched. I know that's the other thing too. It's like I want to watch the Dolphins because like, their line better block like their lives depend on it. You know, you would think every line would do that for their quarterback. And I know that they want to protect the quarterback and they get very defensive about it, but man, you gotta, you know, and he's gotta be smart too, though. 
You know, it's not all the line's fault all the time. Yeah. And coaching needs to not, you know, do sneaks and stuff. Because wasn't that initially, like, because we know he got a concussion. That was the whole, where the whole back injury thing. Yeah. Play into that because it was like, oh, they ran a QB sneak and his back, like, buggled or whatever. Yeah, and I'm like, why would you even do that with a guy that you already know? Because they said, like, he, you know, had some problems before. That's why it He's- re-aggravated it, and that's why they were talking about the back to begin with. And I'm just like, why do you guys do that with certain quarterbacks? I don't even know why they do it with any quarterback. Like, when I see a guy doing a sneak, especially at the goal line, because a sneak anywhere else but the goal line, well, I shouldn't say anywhere else, but a lot of times, you know, the defense, the way you're lined up and everything, they're not always assuming it's going to be a sneak. So guys don't come in as hard. But somebody did it a few weeks ago, and just the whole defense knew it was going to be a sneak, and they came diving in like crazy. And I was just like, man, you're going to get your quarterback killed to keep doing stuff like this. (laughs) There's no real reason to do it. Like, or just run it wildcat, you know? Have somebody yeah. else do it. Have the backup come in. Like, you're our quarterback sneak guy. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> the Saints can get away with that with Taysom. Every you team would need to Taysom. And they, and they would. You don't even need a Taysom to do a sneak, a quarterback sneak, though. It can be it could be anybody. Like, they got Bridgewater. They got that, what's his name, Skyler uh, Thompson. Oh, he if he's not injured. Yeah, if he's not injured, you know, bring that guy in. Have him do it. But do not. You better not do a sneak or anything like that with Tua. And if he tries to run, he needs to go down as soon as anyone even tiptoes in his direction. Yeah. But that's what I hate is that because of what we saw happen to him, now you're just going to get nervous. And that almost makes it not fun. That's another reason why I'm not sure how much I want to watch this game. Exactly. Because I don't Do want, I want to tune in. It's only been a few weeks since it happened. Uh, if you look at, you know, how they were playing before he got hurt, you know, and how their offense was going, it's like, oh man, I, I want to see. But now I'm like, yeah, I need to give it some time. He needs... He needs a few weeks before I really want to watch the Dolphins. So, but pick the Dolphins are going to win. But yeah, yeah, I agree. Dolphins are going to be victorious. But yeah, that'll just be a hard to watch. Yeah. And then on Monday night we have the fantastic matchup between the Bears and the Patriots. Let's go. Yes, you know what I heard? I was this time I remember what I was listening to. I was listening to sports radio. They were talking to uh, they're talking to somebody who does a show with a former GM. I think it was Randy Mueller. <clears throat> and I think Randy Mueller was a he was with Seattle for a long time ago, for years. Maybe it wasn't that long ago. But uh apparently pre-draft this year he had Zappy as his number two overall quarterback. So <laughs> he's feeling himself right now. <laughs> he's like, I knew this was going to happen. He's feeling Zappy. But all that being said, 
he's playing good. They believe in him. They're playing the Bears. So well, Matt gotta... Jones might be back though. Oh well, you know what? Either way, <laughs> I just Mac Jones is going to come in and he's watched. He's probably a little upset that there's some talk of him, you know, of a controversy possibly. So yeah, I mean, I think the Patriots are going to. Yeah, either way, I'm rolling with the Patriots here. Yep. Zappy's going to keep it rolling, or Mac Jones is just going to kill kill some bears. <laughs> He's going to kill them. All right. They're going to win yep. by 80 points. <laughs> that would that'd be incredible. I'd want to see that. <laughs> I'd watch that game. I would. That'd be just – it would be really funny to watch a team just put up 80 in the NFL. Hey, why not? not even – Belichick would do it. The, the fourth stringers come in and just light them up still? Nah. Keep the they starters. Just bring, they just bring in someone from the crowd. No, I want to see the starters the whole game. I'd <laughs> <laughs> be so disrespectful. Hey, hey you can't stop them. <laughs> There's yeah. like a minute left. They're just like running to chew the clock, and the running back just scores a touchdown. Hey, that's how I play retro ball on my phone. You just just keep running up the score. I just keep going. I'm like, there's 20 seconds left. I'm using my timeouts. What I got them for? <laughs> uh, kick off weekend on. Thursday night, we got the Baltimore Ravens at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Ravens just picked up Deshaun Jackson to be one of their targets for Lamar. Yeah, uh, I don't know. This one is really hard to pick because, <clears throat> again, this I really got to see what each team does this week. They've both not been great. <laughs> you know, back time. Now or never. But they, they both look like teams that you're going to see at the end based on everything that we know from previous seasons. Like, you're like, oh, they're going to be there at the end. But how am I supposed to pick between these two right now? Where is it at? Tampa Bay. All right, I'll just pick Tampa Bay just because of that reason. I think I'm going to roll with the Buccaneers here as well. Oh, hasn't been it's been a uh, up and down season for both teams and then yeah, a big like you said you know this week will be a big indicator of that but we don't have time for that right now we got to pick right here right now and so we're choosing based off of that so flip a coin pick, uh, buccaneers got home field advantage so they win boom easy peasy exactly And yeah, with that, that will wrap up the NFL coverage. You know, things are things are moving along. Over a third of the way through the season, people are getting traded. McCaffrey's in the NFC West now. Welcome aboard. We didn't really expect that to happen, so welcome, I guess. No, welcome. We'll welcome them when we play them. Stupid 49ers. Yeah, hopefully somebody welcomes them with a, you know, 
pretty just level them. Somebody just level them, not injure them. Yeah, just, yeah. just let them know. Well, let them know, you know. Yeah, you're in our division now, buddy. <laughs> the Geno Smith's house. Oh, who runs the NFC West? Geno, baby. You know, the best quarterback in the division. That is, I mean, as of right now, that is absolutely a fact. And nobody could really argue that. Just this season. It's like, yeah, it's true. Let's see if it stays true. Fingers crossed. <laughs> All right. All right, well, that'll do it. And I mean, up next, we will get into some Either wrestling MCU, one of the two. Wrestling. Wrestling. Boom. All right. Pro wrestling. Mainly, uh, I mean, mainly AEW talk uh, right now because I don't remember what's going on in WWE right now. Anything? <laughs> uh, I don't remember. They're 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 moving along. Oh, they're building. Uh, they announced matches for Crown Jewel because they're doing right now. I think it's Roman and Roman and Logan. <laughs> Roman and Logan. That match uh, that the world can't wait to see. Judgment Day versus the OC. Even though that's the same day Carl Anderson was supposed to have his New Japan match, and now there's a whole well, thing there. And it's also weird too because so now New Japan's pretty mad. You know, I'm not saying this is Carl Anderson's fault. But at the same time, I am. Because one of the reasons he was unhappy was because of what happened in Saudi Arabia years ago. Yeah. And the fact that he's even agreed to go back, I'm like, wait, what? You deserve anything bad that happens then? Because you said all that stuff. And then you're like, yeah, sure, I'll go back to Saudi Arabia. Well, then shut up. Yeah. Like, geez, like, you guys, drive, they drive me crazy. Wrestlers drive me crazy. Like, we're going to talk about CM Punk later. He drives me crazy, too. They all drive me crazy. Like, jeez. And then... What's the other match? Always whining. Oh, damn, I don't remember the top of my head. But I'm going to assume they'll probably do Rhea and Beth Phoenix there, which that should be cool. I just don't like that some of these cool things are happening inside your room. I know, that's the I only mean, thing. Cause like, dang it, man. It's not... You're trying to make it a great show, but it's also almost never a great show. Usually not. And so, why even give it any kind of great match there? Just... I can see doing Logan and Roman over there just because. Yeah, that's fine. I don't have an issue with that at all. We don't really care. But the OC and uh, Judgment Day, especially since it interfered with the you know other match, like why is it there? You yeah. Know, why would Rhea and Beth Phoenix be there? Like that should be here. Like it, it, just do whatever you want over there. You can literally just throw anything together. It doesn't have to do anything with any storyline. Did you see the video of Ronda Rousey saying she'd have Logan Paul beat Roman Reigns? What? She, she said that if she was booking it, she'd have Logan Paul beat Roman Reigns to elevate Roman Reigns by doing a back-and-forth rivalry with Logan Paul. That's an actual clip. What? <laughs> Look, I the saw it the other day I, and I was like, I thought, what in the world? I thought that she, that you were going to say that she said it because of the heat it would get. And I was like, yeah, it would get heat. But it would also make every... It, it would be... It's not what it's not the heat you want. No. That's, 
That's David Arquette wins the championship. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying Logan Paul can't become the champion one day. I mean, he's going to put in the work. Then, he's I mean, maybe. really good. Yeah. He really is. Yes. From, from, I mean, he's good from what we've seen. Yeah. But he has to do it on a consistent basis, and he has to build himself more to that level. He's going to put on a decent showing, most likely, in this match, because he puts in the work, and they're going to try to make him shine. But but what? Yeah. She said what? <laughs> She's real clip, and I'm like, oh boy, that's a quite the interesting take. Hot take. See, and now, <laughs> see, see, this is why wrestling. We we get we get us a lot when we talk about wrestling. Like wrestlers want to have input, and yeah, and then some people don't want to let them have some it. people. Some, yeah, how much input should they get? Da, da 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 da. And then someone says something like that, and you're like, see, none of them should get input. None of them. <laughs> You just spoke for everyone. Shut your mouth. Dang We're it. taking it all away from Dang you. Dang it, Ronda. <laughs> now no one in AEW or Dave is going to have yeah, creative now control. you guys know why Vince was like, forget it. I'm not listening to any of you guys anymore. <laughs> and granted, he's crazy too. But I'm just saying. He is. He is still like, I'd rather just do my crazy things than, than your, your crazy, crazy things. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's too far. Oh, yeah. But man, it was uh, rough going for Hangman this week on Dynamite. He... Had his title match against John Moxley, and towards the end, he took the lariat and just had a really awkward landing. And unfortunately, he got concussed, and they had to cut the match short. He had to be stretchered out, taken to a hospital, the whole deal. Yeah, it was a really unfortunate ending. And luckily, you know, he's seems okay now. You know, but he, they released him, and he was, you know, tweeting again and everything. And that means you're fine. That means you're fine. You can tweet. You're good. You can tweet. Exactly. You got movement in your appendages. There you go. There you go. It's a good sign. But no, it's a good sign. And yeah, it, it is unfortunate. <laughs> and just it's just wrestling, you know. That's why it's funny to me. Like everybody wants to blame people. Like at first when I, I saw know. that it happened, I saw all these people mad at Moxley, and I'm like, for one, it's wrestling. Like some people are dangerous, but how some many, people were. How many times? Has but Moxley it was the same thing anything? with like Seth. Yeah. When his stuff happened. And it's funny because that trended a few weeks back. Well, not trended, but people were talking about how he... Somebody was talking about how great he was, and then all of a sudden the thread turned into, oh, remember when Who he was injured? hurting everybody? And I'm like, most of those were freak accidents. The Sting thing's a freak accident. You the don't Sting think, one especially. You don't think all the stuff that Sting has taken in AEW is worse than that buckle bomb? It's just that for some reason it just He's fine. hit the wrong way. Yeah. It he didn't throw him any odd way. He didn't he didn't even hit it funny. He just hit it and something didn't go right with him. It happens sometimes, you know, like Yeah. And when you watch something and you're like and your first reaction is immediately like that person did something wrong. That's when you know that it was somebody's fault. But when you have to watch it a bunch of times and go, well, what, 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 that just means that it was just, an, you know, an accident, just like a freak exactly. accident. And, and that's all that was. Exactly. And it was just unfortunate. So yeah. they kind of had to improvise a little bit. Well, so was I wonder that. if Hangman was supposed to win. Yeah, maybe, potentially. And now, again, things are had to be changed. Maybe. maybe. We have no idea. I mean, obviously. Yeah, they're not... It's, they're not come out and say maybe it. going into it you didn't really think so but i mean you know sometimes AEW likes to give you those twists sometimes so maybe they were going to pull the trigger yeah you never know well because you know i thought it, 
I thought it was weird that they put it back on Moxley in the first place. Mm-hmm. It's so it wouldn't have totally surprised me if they gave it back to Hangman, and then maybe that, and then and also you know we talked about well Moxley was supposed to go have some time off, so maybe he was gonna lose and have some time off, and then this happened, and he's like, I'm never getting time off, <laughs> and Renee is like. How what about, no. are you doing? No, Renee's like, how about I join you then yeah. just to make sure everything's She's fine. Like, I'm just going to hang out with <laughs> you. When we go, we go. <laughs> they went from having a vacation planned out to now we both work at AEW. Yeah, exactly. And he's champion again. And, um, and he's still champion. <laughs> and he's still champion for now uh, because when they improvise that whole thing, they, I'm assuming they were probably going to do this anyway, but they kind of had to adjust it, obviously. So the main event of Full Gear is set. It will be MJF versus John Moxley for the title after MJF had another fantastic promo. This one's... It's going to be weird to me because you feel like he's going to win, but I also am now at the point where... it's Before, I could always see what AEW was doing. Well, pretty much. I shouldn't say always. You know, you, mm-hmm. you, had, you had a really idea. good idea. And like arcs and stuff. And... And again, yes, you have a great idea on this one. He was the Joker, and you know, da 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 da. But because of everything that's happened recently, you're kind of like, should they do that? Because what? Okay, let's say if the MGF, MGF. Uh, Who's that? You know, Michael, Maxwell Gerald Freeman. No, Michael Godwin, Fratowski. Oh, yeah. Um, so, uh, Love that guy. yeah, he's good. So if he if there was true heat, you know that his promo and that was all real, and there was all that heat. Are you comfortable right now putting the belt on him, after what happened when CM Punk got it back? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I could see Tony Khan being like, "Oh my gosh, if I put this on him and he goes crazy again, <laughs> what am I gonna do?" Yeah. You know. That's true. And so I'm legitimately like, I don't know who's gonna win and I don't know who I feel should win because I can sympathize with that struggle (laughs) you're like I see I see what you guys have been going through lately I understand yeah Tony Khan's like yes I know I this is it's not his fault but I kind of deserve a little bit of this because of all my talking and being you know very hey stuff stuff had to go wrong eventually right yeah and now all this stuff is happening and and I can't have one more thing like that go wrong. So I can't put it on you right now. Can you imagine that conversation, though? Mm-hmm. I, I know what we usually do, MJF or MGF, but this time... I'm sure he calls him that. I cannot do... That's what That's what started this whole thing. <laughs> yeah. He was like, what did you call me? You need to give me a raise for calling me <laughs> the wrong name. And then he walked out. Oh, uh, now we know. So, yeah, anyway... <laughs> It's going to be but, yeah. interesting. Match is officially set. We'll see which way they go. If you haven't watched the promo with uh, William Regal, definitely. You know, I I didn't. Definitely watch and it's, it. Look, I'm not going to. <laughs> and, How, the, and the reason dang why... Dang it, you pulled the rug from underneath me, man. I what like, the heck? Look, I like Regal and everything, but... What? Why do I need... That's like... I, I don't need to see Regal very much. I just want to see him with to his group and that's about it like other than that I don't need him out there by himself I don't need him cutting promos against other people I don't even care if it's good I just don't need to see it I'm fine without 
I like William Regal. I respect him a lot. I don't need a William Regal promo. Really, ever again in my life. I'm fine. So, no. Well, you should. You're missing out. <laughs> eh, I don't think so. Gonna sleep fine. I don't tonight. know. I'm gonna sleep fine tonight. Sometimes right. I get bored. Who knows? Maybe I'm. Maybe. I'm, I'm not going out of my way. <laughs> Watch. It'll be like the first thing that pops up when I go to work out on Monday. It'll be like. And I'm like, God damn it. I'm gonna pop in and It's be a like, sign. I wanna poke my head and. What be you like, watching? It's right there. <laughs> Press that button. Just click. It. it it popped up on my thing a bunch of times. I just didn't watch it. I'm like, I don't need to see Regal, so I'm fine. Like, why? Okay. Like, another, I don't know. Never mind. Just drop it. <laughs> I don't need to justify myself. I don't want to watch it. We're starting to see things wind down from the whole all-out brawl situation. All-out brawl. All-out brawl. So it started... It was either yesterday or the day before, maybe the day of Dynamite, and news broke that uh, reportedly Ace Steel has officially been let go finally after that whole incident, which I thought kind of took way too long. I thought he should have been gone immediately, but they did it. He's gone from the company, it appears, based on reports. We shall see. Uh, and then on Dynamite, they started referencing the Elite and CM Punk again. They hadn't done that for ever since the pay-per-view. Uh, and then, today news broke, or reports came out suggesting that AEW and CM Punk are currently negotiating a buyout of his contract for the remaining time left. So, it looks like CM Punk's time is officially up in all Elite Wrestling. It's pretty... Okay. So, obviously, speculation is going to be, where's he going to go? What's he going to do? Because he came back and he had a really good run. Like, regardless of how it ended, and regardless of, you know, even if you hate CM Punk, you you can't say that he didn't have a good run. His run back was... You might not think it was great or epic like a lot of people do, but you've got to admit it was good. Yes. You know, when you take it, especially everything in consideration, he had promo, good promos against, or with... Or against, I guess, a, a few different people, you know, a few good programs, you know, and I thought some really good matches. Yeah. And then he just went full CM Punk, which, again, this now, so when all this stuff happened years and years and years ago at WWE, we defended him a lot. Yeah. But as time's gone on, like, I've kind of softened a little bit on that and started to see that he was you know a little bit of a character himself and now you're seeing what's going on here and you're like yeah this is why he had so many clashes wwe you can say whatever you want about what they should have did or how they they treat this guy as a star or how he would you know you know they let cena do this and they let brock do this okay and that's because those guys earned that in the way that they wanted him to and you didn't and you can and fair or not it doesn't matter you know you acted a certain way that they didn't want from you regardless of yeah. how you feel about that they were like no nah, you don't need to act that way and did you see RVD's thing he was talking about CM Punk a few days ago at something and he oh, I think I heard about it I don't think I read it yeah I watched the video he said that CM Punk has as big of ego of an ego as anyone he's ever met in wrestling he's like 
when he came back after his one ECW suspension, mm-hmm. CM Punk, you know, was young at that time and was pretty new to the company. And he's like, I walk in and CM Punk comes up to me and he's like, yeah, just so you know, we're having a, a team meeting. I'm, I'm holding a team meeting in the locker room. And, and he's like, you are? <laughs> he's like, what? <laughs> and, so, and so, yeah, it was about people stealing stuff out of people's bags or just something dumb. But it's just like, you know, not a lot of people just feel like they're going, like, you know. To, huh. to, to be a locker room leader, like just to declare themselves one. And CM Punk was a guy. And that's another one of those things. I told you, Jericho and Cody Rhodes were making fun of him on, on yeah. that thing. Years because, ago. Because they were like, he he was like one of the only people to declare himself locker room leader. Like everybody else became the locker room leader because of the respect and, you know, who they were. Like Roman now yeah. is considered that undertaker for however long. Not because he declared it. But CM Punk was declaring it. So, so he's been rubbing people the wrong way and doing things and having this ego for a long time. Now, that's not necessarily a horrible thing because there's a ton of people who did it. So I don't blame him. That's why people are talking about that Eddie Kingston promo and like, he told no lies. And I'm like, I don't think CM Punk mm-hmm. told one lie either. So, what, so who cares? <laughs> yeah. Like, so it's a wash. What yeah. are you talking about? You know, Eddie Kingston get mad because you call him fat. Oh, yeah. cry me a river. Like, <laughs> jeez. You know, like, so anyways, yeah, I mean, now the question is going to be, if he gets bought out, is he going to go back to WWE? Triple H is in charge. Oh, they hate each other. But what if he, what if he did? Huh. And it's going to come up and everybody's going to wonder it. And it's going to be that speculation. And you know, Triple H, you know, he listens. I think he would do it. I think he would call him or try to. Yeah. Because he, I think he's smart enough to realize what that would generate if he could make that happen. I So I, he would try. Yeah, and I think, I mean, I think before they've always said, you know, like, I think they've said CM Punk doesn't call them. They weren't going to call them. I think, I mean, maybe that was just Vince. Like, he's like, we're not going to call him. But maybe, maybe Hunter would. He's like, look, I know our history and everything. I just want to see where you're at. What do you want to do? You're not there. Do you want to come? But I, but I also heard that one of the holdups in the buyout is a no compete, which I find ironic, extremely right? Extremely funny. Ironic, right? Yeah. What? Why are you so worried about if he shows up on somebody? He's else's gonna miss time. TV well, I mean, show Tony Khan. Yeah, he's, he's gonna injured. miss time anyway. Exactly. I'm like, and it's like I guess they could return him if he's while he's injured, but that would be kind of pointless. Tony Khan ain't no different than Vince, and he ain't no different than all these other guys. Except, I mean, he does. There's a there's just a few other things he lets go in his promotion, but but then again, we've slowly seen those things get taken away. You know? Yeah. Uh, Caster can't say whatever he wants. He has to. He has to run it through. Really, nobody can say whatever they want. They all have to run it through him now. But pretty before, much. everybody can say pretty much whatever they want. Yeah. But now it, because these things, because you can't, you can't let the inmates run the asylum. That's just the way it is, and and so you could say, well, then he's learned from this. He's not going to need no no compete. Well, that's fine. But at least acknowledge. At least say, you know what. I got to give some credit to the other companies out there. You don't even have to say WWE, but everybody will know. Yeah. <laughs> that this is a little bit more complicated than I thought. I still don't think you did right by a lot of things, but there's a lot of moving parts and it can be difficult 
and I'm going to stop it's, And it's acting. the business, right? Yeah. It's like, we don't know... We don't know anything. Yeah, and I'm not. I'm gonna stop throwing shade every chance I get and just focus on my product. Yeah. So hopefully, exactly. that's what happens. But yeah. Anyways, sorry. Go ahead. But yeah, just man, just so crazy. We're here. I mean, a year after the return, it was anticipated for however long, like seven years. Yeah. It was the return was amazing like just that night when he came back and everything was just one of my favorite like returns ever the run he went on was lived up to the hype it was fantastic and just and then just the ending like what what in the world like one of the craziest ways to go out and i just hate it because just because I was such a big fan of his and I'm a big fan of the Elite and what happened happened and it's just like I don't like like I have like my feelings about it about the situation in particular I don't hate CM Punk now because of it I I don't like the way he went about things Yeah. but I'm not like I'm not just totally like oh I'm not like a fan anymore or no. anything like that. But I am just kind of like, dang, really? We we had to go out like that? And it's just like, man, it was, yeah. I was so looking forward to He's one of those guys that, yeah, I mean, well, I shouldn't say one of those guys because I can't think of too many who were just at that level and then walked away, came back, kind of prove they were still at that level and then I mean in a lot of ways walked away again people said he didn't walk away but he pretty much knew what he was doing he he came there and if you look at what he was saying when he first got there as opposed to what he said at the end you know he thought that it was something that it wasn't and when he realized it and he got sick of it he just wanted to leave and then he got hurt. I don't think I don't. I think if he wouldn't have got hurt, he wouldn't have done what he did. Mm-hmm. I think he would have waited. But because he was hurt and he knew, he knew, he knew he wasn't coming back for a while. So then he was like, "Well, then that's it. I'm not coming back at all because I can't stand these guys and I can't stand this place." No. He had to have because and, like no one asked him a question when he brought up the thing. Yeah, like and, he literally just brought it up himself. Yeah, and and that doesn't mean that they didn't do things that legitimately. Right. We're wrong. We don't know. We don't know. So he could really have good gripes, but he still went about it wrong, and he still definitely wanted to get get released or get out of there. And yeah, it's like, why are you acting like a child? I mean, I thought, it, again, th- those are the things that do rub rub me the wrong way about him. When you, even when he talks about his WWE stuff, he talks about oh being the good sh- soldier and doing these things, but then he got so mad that he just left, and I'm like. Yeah, but that's what they pay you for. Yeah. And you agreed to it. You could have just really took your stand and said no, but you didn't. You did it, and then you got super mad at them and sued them and all this stuff and won, Yeah. which is cool, but then why are you so mad still? Like, I mean, he literally held on to it for seven years. First promo, he's like going all crazy about it and talking about, why would I go back to the place that made me sick in the first place and Mm -hmm. da-da-da-da. 
and now he does this I'm like maybe it's you that make yourself sick <laughs> maybe, maybe yeah. you need a little bit more help than you're willing to admit which is fine yeah everybody has problems and takes us a long time to figure them out but man uh, yeah it's it's it really is crazy it's to think wild. about it Whew. especially because there were so many matches that hadn't happened yet yep like him versus omega yeah it's crazy dang yeah i don't know i i still wouldn't i you never say never like i wouldn't be surprised if he goes back to AEW. if he goes back to wwe I, yeah and i also wouldn't be surprised if we never see him again yeah because if he's gone another seven years he ain't coming back not to wrestle no 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 he'll come back to say words yeah but not wrestle but yeah so it's either he's gonna come back once he's healthy or maybe not right away but pretty soon after that or he's never coming back at all because I mean you're not a young man anymore so why would you yeah ah crazy wrestling and then you gotta see what's what's gonna happen with the elite you know, I mean, yeah. I'm what sure. are they gonna do when they get? They're back. gonna come back and they're gonna be just fine, and everybody's gonna go crazy. And the fact that Punk's gone is probably gonna invoke a lot of mocking chants against Punk and stuff like that. Yeah. Don't go to Chicago though. You better skip. Chicago. Oh no, they're all, yeah. I would say don't bring them back on the Chicago. They're already they have a date for the Chicago show. Well, it's pretty soon though. They're probably not coming back by then. Yeah, but even then, they might get a lot of chance and booze and stuff that's true if the buyout happens by then oh man it's gonna be so see again that's gonna be another one of those things remember how everybody would laugh at wwe because of the cm punk chance that's gonna happen at aew especially in chicago yeah probably uh this is this is crazy oh you know i'm gonna be watching so i'm gonna find out you know i'm gonna see wrestling uh but yeah that's pretty much what's going on. Start starting to build a full gear and also seeing the end result of this whole all out situation after. But it's funny. I I mean, yeah, it's kind of the end result, but I don't really. Think but maybe it. not. I mean, yeah. Like I said, I'm not going to be surprised. Like, what if the whole buyout thing is a ruse? What if he. Maybe he pops up on Dynamite or something. Maybe he calls them out and it's up and they decide to. Or make Chi- something out or of it. Or Chicago, he comes out. Or Chicago, he comes out. I mean, that, uh, I will say. I mean, maybe that if it is, if if it is all a work, then you know, I did say you know before, like it can really hurt your company, and I do think it can. Yes. And I, and I think it might have, but just for me personally, now that where we're at now, I don't remember what I said before, because time has gone by and things have changed because now it does seem because i before i was like oh it's positive it's a work now i'm not you know so sure so now they've got me to that point yeah where i'm like if this was all the work well good job yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know <laughs> kudos like, uh, you got me it took me a minute but that's why you that's why you stuck with it you're like uh these fools don't even know what's coming you know they don't like, know what's about to hit them we got them all like they, there were some, they were like, no, we're positive. No, we're, we're, we're Montreal screwjob in this. Like you're, it is real. And yeah. boom, no, it wasn't. Gotcha. And I'm like, ah, you did. Dang it. Good job. 
I'm at, I like that. I'd hope so. I would like that too, but and I would also like to see him show up in WWE. Either one of those things, yeah, that'd I'm be fine crazy. With. If and and if he's gone, I mean, I'm fine with too. But yeah, I want. I don't know. It doesn't feel like real closure. Like CM Punk has to go out like on his crazy terms, which is fine, I guess. Maybe this is his crazy terms. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. So if it's if he's going on his crazy terms, I'm like, man, you're so selfish, Phil. <laughs> go out on. Go out on our terms. We want we want to cheer you and be like, can, oh, that was cool. Or, oh, can we a, not do this every time? Out. What a way to go out. Not like, what happened here? What went wrong? What's going on? Oh, he's so angry. Why did things got to boil over all the time, <laughs> yeah, man? Exactly. Why does chaos have to ensue before you walk away? Exactly. Oh, my gosh. Oh, Phil. But, yeah, I think that wraps it up for this week. Next week, we'll be... Switching formats in a way we're gonna. I mean, in a way we only talk about what we want to talk about, but we're legitimately gonna start just talking about what we want to talk about. Yeah. We're not gonna go over every game anymore. We're only gonna go over the games we want to go over. Yeah. We're only... So, it'll probably run. Well, I mean, maybe it might Depends run a lot shorter. You maybe, how, maybe you know not. Maybe we ramble on. You know how I get. <laughs> maybe we fell time by deciding to do other things from time to time. Exactly. More. So. More rankings. More. Best young players. Yeah, something. You know. Well, we can find things to do. But yeah, it'll be a little bit different. Plenty of room for activities. Going forth, plenty of room. Mm-hmm. So many activities in our multiverse. Yep. I've been Damon. I've been Jalen. Hmm. It's good Peace to know. Out. See you later.